the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast is filmed before a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast where nothing ever goes wrong. This is level 241. I am Big Al, and with me today we have Kush Moose. Hello. We have, much like the show, um, a very lively person, Vulgar Latin. I have slaughtered every single gremlin that I saw with my bare hands. I mean, your hands don't look that bare to me. No gloves. <laughs> now, if you can't feed a gremlin after midnight, when can you feed them? Because it's always after midnight at some point, right? You don't feed gremlins. Just... You feed Mogwai. Why are uh, you feeding um, gremlins? He's got a point. Yeah. I don't... Um. <laughs> and also with us, who's not as live. We should be live, but we're not live. We're... We're back from the dead. We have Rocker Dude. What up, guys? <laughs> I get that reference. Oh. <laughs> We're back with another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Grim Mariopolis has been updated to 11,000 gamer score. Now for this game, all you want right. to do is just keep it on the screen for 17 straight minutes. You can walk away. You can feed your dog. You might be able to get a sandwich. Be sure to smash that like button, hit the subscribe, and join us again for another episode. I think I think we're done. <laughs> Chef's kiss. I think we're Chef's kiss. <laughs> Hello. How you been, Corey? Uh, I've been. I've been been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, playing games, taking names. Oh. Playing good games. All right. All right. Just so the there there are those people that don't know the difference between Kenny and Corey. The difference is Corey does not have diarrhea. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah. yeah. Can confirm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into some games. Characters. We have our question of the week brought to us by our very own Vulgar Latin. Go ahead, Vulgar Latin. Hi. That is your real name. It, it's not. Hi, it's me, Vulgar oh. <laughs> Latin, and this week I asked, what was the best Xbox 360 game? That's it. And uh, we got some responses here, and I'll just, I'll just take the, I'll, I'll take the reins. Uh, take the mantle, Mickey. Yeah, I'm going to grab the brass ring. Uh, Uncle Reese said, Bioshock, first game I ever got fully invested into the story and showed me what stories were able to be told through video games. Yeah, man, that was the... It's a darn good game. Uh, really it's the official impactful. game of Achievement Hunting 101. It was so good. It was a two-time Game of the Month game. <laughs> we enjoyed it that much. We kept it rolling. Game of the Month, Game of the Year. Game of the Ever. Uh, a game of the Quarter. <laughs> Classic. 
Uh, Arutarek said, Lost Odyssey for me. Other games like Dust and Elysian Tale, Marvel Blast Ultra, and Rock Band 2 all rank really highly as well, but Lost Odyssey is just that little extra bit special. Well, I'm glad you found that. Uh, Icefire says... Uh, he would say Halo 3. There were other Halo Long. games, obviously, that some might say were better, but in terms of it being the culmination of the trilogy, the gameplay that brought it to the table, and just being peak hype for Halo, I am oh, may really make the game stand out as <laughs> the game. Emphasis his okay. of the Xbox 360 to me. Yeah? Uh, Ahizo, uh, also says that focusing on exclusives, I would say Halo 3. It is still, in my opinion, the best Halo game and probably the best Xbox exclusive I've played on any generation. The plot, the culmination of the trilogy, the gameplay, the multiplayer, all of it. In context of 2007 gaming, the game that was basically as close to perfection as you could get, there's other games in the series like Reach that are close behind, but Halo 3 definitely tops them. For non-exclusives, it's easily Mass Effect 1. I've rambled on enough about that in the past questions, though, so I'll leave that at, leave it at that. Uh, and and Chesno uh, says, with the Xbox 360 being his favorite with an additional U console, there are a bunch I could choose, but for now I'll say Warhammer <laughs> 40k Space Marine, a third-person shooter where you hack and gun down hordes of green skin in glory to the Emperor. I'm looking forward to the sequel coming out later this year. Yeah, they're all, all good picks. But, you know, I, with all respect to Ahizo and Icefire, uh, Halo Reach is the best Xbox 360 game and, and the best Halo game uh, in terms of just everything that it brought wow. to the table. Um, you know, I don't want to go out here and, and tell you that you're wrong, but, you know. You're not right. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's close. I mean, it's no odds. Or anything, but uh, no. Reach is my pick. Uh, always, like I love, I love Halo Reach. It just the ending, everything that it does. Uh, I felt more gripped by that than I ever had in any of the other Halo stories. Well, at the time, like Ahizo said in two thousand seven, like three was just beautiful, especially compared to uh, those ugly messes of one and two on. Uh, OG Xbox. Yeah, and I, I played and, it. And it. It was it, yeah. the first two games that I ever had for my Xbox 360 were Halo 3 and COD 4. I was the broiest bro in all of Lincoln. <laughs> I popped my collar. Uh, I Some, some yeah. would say you're the world's okay-iest bro. Yeah, yeah. My brother's got me this shirt. Yeah, that kind of fell short without the live stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay is Oklahoma. I mean, Halo Reach has 69 achievements, so there's something to be said for that. Nice. I don't know. Reach had that crazy flying mission that I don't like. And Halo 3 had the butthole level, so I think three wins. Yeah, but they're all four-player co-op. Did you play Halo Reach multiplayer? Yes. Because I remember three's multiplayer. Yes, I did a lot. I made it to Lieutenant Cornell on my own. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Without boosting, I just did that on my own. I played a lot of SWAT. Well, I didn't expect that to be your answer. You don't talk about Halo too often, to be honest. I lived a whole life before we met L. I lived. I, I dreamed. So. I played Halo. <laughs> you played Halo, and now, <laughs> now look at me. The dream is done. <laughs> now I've settled down. 
I'm living that button-down life, <laughs> staring at cats for 17 minutes. What did I become? <laughs> what have I done? Um, it's for a good cause. So, Chesno mentioned Warhammer. Are those games distinguishable from one another? Yes. Uh, every Warhammer oh. game... <laughs> Warhammer and the Games Workshop licenses them their works out to... Anybody that asks, I'm pretty sure if we asked and gave them a sufficient bag of money, they'd just let us make whatever we wanted. Uh, so games like Blood Bowl, wildly different than the Space Marine uh, game. It's different from all of them. Like Space Hulk is a different game from ranging from the tabletop games to more actiony things to like shoot his gore and teeth is another one like you could there's like a warhammer game for whatever you're looking to do i wasn't gonna say anything but is green skins offensive uh it is if you're an orc <laughs> i don't know yeah, it seemed it seemed a little there was a little heat behind that yeah, I thought. I, you know i think i think he's really really about the emperor and uh i'm just gonna let him have that that's a footballer team in the uk the green skin all right, I'll go next. Our lovely correspondent, X the Hero, says, This is rather subjective. Well, yes, X, that is the point. Um, Fallout New Vegas is certainly high on the list. The 360 game I spent the most time with is probably, unsurprisingly, Soul Calibur V. That's five for you, Kush. Doesn't make it the best, but I suppose it's my favorite. <laughs> Dragon's Dogma gets my vote as the best new IP of the 360 gen, though. So which one is it? X, Fallout New Vegas, Soul Calibur V, or Dragon's Dogma? Come on, answer me. He's not here. No? We'll wait. Oh, damn it. Come on, X. I think he's screaming at the... at the. <laughs> it, it's screaming in pain. Well, it, it's, it's, it's Fallout New Vegas. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'll make that decision for him. Isn't that game known to be a buggy mess? But a beautiful more, right? but a beautiful mess. A, a beautiful, beautiful buggy mess. <laughs> Less buggy. They, they they fix it as it goes, right? They fixed it. Yeah. I mean it has I mean it's no more or less janky than a lot of the other Bethesda games. It's post apocalyptic. It's probably gonna have bugs. Giant ones. Rad roaches. Cockroaches. And uh, yeah, X loves his fighting game. So yes, that is unsurprising that you'd pick Soul Calibur Five. All single player games, um, though, right? Well, technically Soul Calibur, but I imagine he played the computer. No, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Sure. Just uh, <laughs> right. just right. Just uh, <clears throat> an unmanned second controller. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Hawkeye, Barry, who won Hades. If everyone didn't know that. He says, Gears of War 3 is the pinnacle of the 360 era. Fantastic campaign that was more fun with four people. An arcade mode that let you collect score so you could play the campaign competitively with people. It also had mutators that allowed you to play the game with fun features like enemies regenerating health or adding a laugh track. With people. <laughs> All your basic MP modes, but included the best horde mode of any Gears game. Hmm... Debatable. And a beast mode that allowed you to play as the Locust and kill your favorite cog soldiers. You could unlock fun weapon skins and new playable characters for MP mode with people. And best yet, 
you couldn't buy those unlockables. You had to earn them, baby. All right. That is a classic answer. We had our Halo 3, and now we have our Gears 3. Uh, Gears 3 was certainly a good time with four-player co-op. And one thing I remember Gears doing, maybe they started in 2, was they they did a really good job with achievement tracking in-game before it was a huge thing. And uh, unfortunately, Gears 1 didn't have that because you didn't know when Seriously was going to pop. It just popped at some point. After you got 10,000 kills, that was it. I mean, my answer is, you know, unsurprisingly going to be Gears 1. I've talked about that a lot. That was the game that made me say, whoa, this is next gen. These graphics are amazing. It's an adult storyline. It's brotastic. It's got a good campaign, good MP. Um, you know, I have good memories of uh, going for seriously with the six people. And I think I'll tell the story, but this is 2010, 2011. I met a guy on Xbox 360A. So this is actually before I met Michelle in 2010. I played the campaign with a guy in Brazil. And he spoke next to no English. And we went through the campaign on Insane together. And that was uh, interesting, to say the least. Um, like, did you meet up with him like daily? Yeah, he came to my house. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Via Xbox Live. Come brought, on now. He, he brought me treats. <laughs> I mean, like, that's no, we, obviously we, a big time difference. Up. So, like, in that day and age, like, you no, did that? You just up. communicated and formed a uh, schedule we, online? I think Brazil's only so. an hour yeah. away from Al. D- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did lo- we did local co-op. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what we did honestly, but we definitely did party chat. Do you uh, you keep to... up with him to this day? Obviously not. I don't. I don't. You're a terrible friend. Do you speak Portuguese? I do. I remember his tag, G7 Bond. Let's go look to see if he's still alive. Oh, great. He's he's going to be one of those who hasn't unlocked an achievement in 10 years and He's got he's 85,000 gamer score now. So, double foo-foo. Um, no, he's, he's, he's alive. He's playing Far Cry 6. Good man. And the last game I played before that was Far Cry 5. He's consistent. I'll have to say hello to him. Um, and yes, of course, Gears Multiplayer is actually where I met Michelle. Uh, she was looking for a group to boost with. And another friend from TA... Um, recommended she join this Big L characters group. And I learned that she lived close by and the rest is history. And she's been regretting it ever since. She's been trying to move. carrying me ever since. I was going to say something like that. Yes, she's been. <laughs> Definitely regret. Yeah, but Gear, I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm sure objectively or subjectively or whatever, Ivly 3 is better than 1, but 1 is... The one where I get all the feels and and all the good memories and nostalgia and the music and all that stuff. But yeah, they just kept getting bigger and better. And uh, so yeah, gears for me all day long. Up next is Rocker Dude. 
And I'm going to start with MDP's answer, which is not Rocket League because, what? well, not a 360 game. So he was uh, disqualified. Uh, but he also loves Shadowrun. And he says it's the best game strictly for the multiplayer. He had the most fun playing the ga- that game in group and in solo. Uh, and even though he doesn't usually like multiplayer-only games, <laughs> Rocket League, <laughs> um, that one grabbed him for hundreds of hours. So it's good to see that nothing has changed. Uh, Dino Man. Wow. Uh, did anybody play Shadowrun? I have no knowledge of that game. Mm, missed nope. that one. Never yeah. played it. I knew about it, but never played it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Dino Man. He wants to repeat himself. I guess he gave this answer previously in a different question, uh, but he wants to say Rock Band 3. The fact that seven people can play together on one console is amazing. That they brought and that they brought the keyboard harmonies and pro instruments made the series so much better. Rock band parties in 2010 were really something, and I can attest to that. <laughs> yes, yeah. they were. I never had a a full band per se, but uh, and and I don't I can't say that Rock Band Three was like my jam. I think I was in college when that came out and kind of lost it. But Rock Band the series is definitely historic and legendary uh, for what it brought to the gaming table oh man three is yeah i did the full seven once it was it was great we toured uh we did like the living room and then one time we moved to the to the upstairs and then we moved to a friend's house did you change your set yeah it was good it was good one that i can relate to a little bit more uh is gt3 option fan who says he's going to go off the beaten path for this one. And uh, see, I'll interrupt this as my personal, I'll interpret this as my personal favorite or what I had the most <laughs> fun experiences with dance central in college. Nice we pick. used to get together a whole bunch of used to get together a whole bunch of people together. I, this is not me messing that up. <laughs> uh, mostly non-gamers and have a ton of fun playing that game with a large group of people. It remains one of my favorite memories from that time and is, in my opinion, the best implementation of the Connect by far. One of the first games that I challenged myself to get all the achievements in. I enjoyed that game so much and revisited every now and again with fond memories of those dance central parties we had. Now, I was an oh. early adopter of the Connect, and Dance Central was amazing for me as well. Um, we played it with family, we played it with friends. That was actually if I can name like five games that I know my wife has played, Dance Central is probably one of the top two uh, that I remember her ever playing. And we played and like battled each other a lot. And our first song, first dance at our wedding was actually Superman, was it, uh, Crank That by Soldier Boy. And we learned that dance from Dance Central. <laughs> and it was amazing. Oh, I, I give it to you there. Uh, and it's the original. The original one is the best one. Uh, the the su- successors did not match up. So can you still do the dance? You know, when I hear the song, and I've heard it within the past four months, like it just comes back to me. And uh, yeah, I, I think I can crank that still. Oh, that's... I, I'm going to I'm gonna hold <laughs> you to it, man. You could... You, if I meet you again in Terre Haute. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out, Indiana. <laughs> Um, for my pick for best 360 game, I'm going to go with the best of a certain genre because I played a ton of it, and that is Skate 3. 
it the skate wow. series revolutionized skateboarding games in my opinion and i don't think they've been beat now we've even got some newer more physics heavy more realistic skating games and they just don't do it for me um i think skate has a great middle ground and skate three uh i just had a great time playing that i i go well i don't anymore but uh i i would go back occasionally post completion and just play the game it's just so fun to go off the mega ramp and uh do like a 1080 christ air and if you bail it's still funny because you see bones breaking and it's just amazing uh so yeah skate three is my answer that game's awesome i i've i love the skate games i wish they'd make more oh man has someone played a lot of tony hawk again i just couldn't do it i couldn't figure out the controls you you had to revolutionize and uh evolve to to get into skate i think i I might even skip the first one, picked it up, like actually being able to play that game in skate two. And I probably went back, but once you, once you figured it out, like it was like, Jeff's kiss, Jeff's kiss. (laughs) Really excited for the new one coming out eventually. All right. Soon. Those are all good answers. Yeah, I think Rock Band 2 was the peak, but Rock Band 3 was very good if you were into this stuff. If you had a lot of DLC, it was very good at integrating everything into it, and you could finally see like the length of the song. You can see all that stuff before picking, and little things like that. You could. It was very good at stats, very good at all that kind of stuff. I mean, the keyboard accessory, eh, they tried. I don't think that was very popular, but definitely good memories for sure. Uh, Dance Central is one of those games, a little tip, uh, where whatever uh, profiles are logged in, uh, they all get the achievements, even <laughs> even if uh, they are not playing. So a little tip, and also uh, an invitation to a GT3 option fan to come over to my house and uh, dance with me. You're a little closer than Brazil, I think. He's not talking about Dance Central. He just really wants to dance. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I always wanted to dance from with someone from Georgia. The devil went down to Georgia. The big L went down to Georgia. He was looking yeah, he for really it. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for some Chivos and a sandwich. <laughs> On that note, Koosh, <laughs> you're up, buddy. Alrighty. Chewy says, tricky one to answer. There are around 15 360 games I've rated five stars, and it's hard to pick an overall favorite. Why does he keep going back to these ratings? If you make me, though, I'll go for it's Portal 2. <laughs> I loved everything about that game, from the puzzles and mechanics to the story and humor. Builds on the first one in every possible way, and that was already a great game. And adding in a co-op compa- campaign that was a whole separate experience, which somehow managed to make the puzzles even more clever... And fun was a fantastic addition. The achievement list was also perfectly balanced. As we so eloquently heard from Neo when he did one list, two list, bad list, good list. Uh, Dino Bull says, Dead Rising. And Hurricane Dale says, this is a toughie, but I think it's hard to look past Dead Rising. Uh, I enjoyed the multiple playthrough aspect of the game where each playthrough could focus on a different aspect of the achievement list. I also enjoyed the time element the game had. 
Uh, the game wasn't perfect by any means. The text was way too small, and survivors were so weak that a zombie could sneeze on them, and they would die. That's gross. But I remember playing this game when I was a young teenager and being absolutely mesmerized by the scale of the game. In terms of exclusives, I'll have to go with Gears 3, Brilliant story, no one would do that. And great game modes, I remember spending many nights boosting different Onyx medals, especially Horde-based medals. I never got seriously 3.0, and probably never will, but I still had lots of fun going for it. Uh, yeah, Dead Rising. Mm, Come on, no for get me. back to it. Any, it's no for me. Any other uh, play Dead... I, I, I'm a Dead Rising 2, and off the record, man, myself. I like those combo weapons. <laughs> Yeah, I, I the time uh, aspect of Dead Rising just turns me off. I just can't. I just can't. Just can't. You can do it. It's, isn't that on your list? No, I mean I just don't want to do it <laughs> because of the time. I understand aspect. that it's, not, that. That it's not happening. I just, yeah, it's just not going to happen. But it's on your list. So, on let's list. talk about good games um, <laughs> oh. that. Uh, according to me, since this is personal, um, of course I would say Titanfall, but. Uh, it's multiplayer only, so that's kind of, I feel like you can't always get the experience you want out of Titanfall because maybe you're playing against really good guys, or maybe you're playing against uh, bots because no one else is on the servers. Um, so that, to me, nah, I can't do that. So it's got to be a toss-up between two games that I think really, uh, really put the 360 to the test, right? They really pushed the limits towards the end of the life cycle, uh, and of course, don't don't fact-check me on those years. But um, I'm going to say Arkham City. Uh, that game, the story was great. I love the, uh, the character models. I, I just loved uh, the combat, of course. Um, just a great game. I, I had a lot of fun solving all those stupid uh, Riddler puzzles. Um, and then the other game that I think it's, it's a toss-up between these two uh, is Tomb Raider 2013. So the Tomb Raider re re reboot. Uh, where it was a lot more like uh, kind of Uncharted. Um, and just with the exploration and the combat, there's, there's something about headshots with a with a bow and arrow. I just love headshots with a bow and arrow. Uh, and, and that game to me was fantastic. And really, when I was watching it on a 360, I was blown away by the fact that this, this machine could put out that kind of that kind of quality. Uh, so yeah, Arkham City and Tomb Raider. Wow. I'm surprised nobody else said Batman. That, that's uh, pretty beloved. I mean, franchise. he asked for best game. Well, I thought it was already just a given. It's, yeah. yeah. It's just very solid. I like, mean, if you see how many stacks there are, it's clearly the best game. <laughs> best stack. Mm -hmm. And and Arkham City's the one with the, the cover art that said how great it was, right? Covered it. Is that the yeah. one? Wall to wall. The game of the year, right? Classic. I don't know what you're getting at. All right, well. I don't know. You've, uh, <laughs> you you've been there every major holiday. You should know. Yeah. As long as the game doesn't have a campaign, I consider it completed. So, even, visited that calendar, man. Even the Feast of St. Roque. 24 favorite holiday. Yeah, it's like, we need a holiday in August. What should we do? <laughs> Let's do that. All right, good choices, everyone. All right, going into our games showcase. Uh, Corey, I think you're going to start this off since uh, you're our, our guest. Uh, thanks. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. You're welcome. I I don't know. It's it's weird. I've been playing games, but they've been talked about here. I just want to mention them. Okay. I don't want to go okay, into big details, uh, but pretty much my game of the year last year, and I can already tell you my game of the year this year have been on my mind a lot, and that would be Marvel Midnight Suns for last year and Hogwarts Legacy for this year. Um, I know Volger mentioned Marvel Midnight Suns, and then uh, I looked at his playtime, and it was an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I got back to it never. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, I, I haven't wow. played XCOM, but it's... It's got to be better than XCOM. In my, you know, I'm going to. It makes me want to play XCOM too, and I have it, and I'm going to. But the the, the card battling system, and just how I want to say easy they make it to learn, but uh, it can be really difficult to master if you up the difficulty. Uh, it, it just works so well, and then they throw in a massive ton of story at you that you can choose to skip um, in, in between battles. Um, but if you choose to enact in that, you are rewarded with all kinds of things from friendships with the other superheroes, which makes your life easier in battles when you use those characters, to actually like getting items and, and, and lore that help you craft other things that are useful in battle. You don't have to do them, but they they enhance the experience and they kind of give you more of the game. Um, to, and to be honest, it does take a while to get into. I've heard people drop the game pretty quick because they don't like all the talking and how much tutorialness it gives you. And that tutorialness can last four to six hours. After that, though, once you kind of get the lay of the land as far as all the stuff you have to do in between battles, you can really knock out what you want to do in like five minutes. Um, yeah, I just, I saw an article that said it did not perform very well. I think it's probably due to timing. Uh, the game has two out of four promised DLCs out now. I haven't played them, but I hear they're short. Uh, however, it adds characters to the game. Um, I'm going to play it as soon as the season pass goes on sale, but I had to shout out my game of the year last year, which is Marvel Midnight Suns. Uh, really, really great game um, that I don't want people to miss out on. Uh, and then also Hogwarts Legacy. Kush has shouted this game off from the uh, the cliffside, the Hogwarts castle peaks, if you will. <laughs> and uh, I can't agree with him more. It's just a superb game. One of the best uh rpgs that i've ever played um big claim there I, I even broke my own rule maybe you'll hear about it on master raiders uh when they get uh -oh. to five stars who knows um yeah uh, it, it's a really good game it does have its faults uh, i will give it that there are things about it that i think can be better especially from an achievement aspect um but that game is just next level um, as far as the achievements go, since this is an achievement podcast, uh, I should probably mention them. Uh, if I don't remember if Kush did or not. I'm sure he did to an extent. Um, but it's, some of the negatives. I know you want to hear the negatives, L. Yeah, I think you even brought it up to me. I think you just want this game to fail. Um, <laughs> no, no. It, it, okay, if you want to hear some of the negatives, 
I just don't. I, the only thing I know about is the is the um, inventory being a little bit of a chore. That's the only real negative I've heard. So yeah, inventory is is a chore. Yet you are limited in what you can carry, and for the most part, it's a quick look if you. Uh, if it's going to give you more offense or defense, like you get a green arrow if it's better. And if it's not, you just chuck it and you hold on to it till you can sell it. And you can increase the inventory, but at some point you're at the cap and you still hit it and it's it becomes a bit of a chore. Um, uh, from achievements, obviously you may have seen or heard you have to play the game uh, for a little bit, at least with all four classes. Um, so you're going to be experiencing the same what Koosh two to four hours worth of content, uh, yeah, essentially, like um, with different classes. Uh, but, so there's, yeah, but but you get to see each um, house's uh, common room, common room, uh, yeah, their, their area, their dorms, and then each uh, house has a house specific quest. So if you remember that one room I was telling you about on, underneath the uh, <clears throat> the castle by the waterfall. Mm-hmm. I said there was a special door. I just don't know how to open it. Well, you can't open it unless you play as the correct house. Uh, and, and you progress the story to a certain point. Then you get a, a house-specific quest, and you can actually go in there. So sure. I, haven't done okay. it. I haven't done it yet, but that's uh, – so I'm, I'm – <laughs> I have all four saves, and I'm like – I'm going to save them right before that quest so I can show my daughter. She <laughs> nice. loves it. Uh, uh, so, some, yeah? You got something vulgar? I, I just have a question, I guess. Yeah. Will I still like this game if I'm violently indifferent about Harry Potter and the world of Harry Potter? If I just don't care? Kush and I brought that up in a DM, and I think it's hard to say because we both like Harry Potter. I think Kush probably (laughs) more than me. I I enjoy the world. I haven't read any of the books. I've only watched the movies. That's as much as my knowledge goes. And even then, like I, I don't notice some of the stuff he does. And... So it, it, it's really hard to say. I, I want to say yes, because it's such a good game. But honestly, I, I think it's just if you like the the time frame and the, just, you know, magic in, in general. If you if you care for magic, then I think it would work fine. Um, people have told me, you know, time and time again, Morrowind and Skyrim are really good games. I really could care less going around swinging my sword on the in the medieval time or whenever it takes place. Um, <laughs> you got to be damn right. When I saw a dragon in Harry Potter, I got real happy. So I, I don't know to each his own, I guess, but I'm just curious. It's just, I'm just curious. Cause I, it just doesn't do anything for me as a setting. So I'm just, I'm curious if people, cause we have something like that. If, cause there hasn't really been a, a Harry Potter game that people can point to and say like this, this is our, you know, Harry Potter game and yeah, I think if somebody didn't have like, like if you haven't seen the movies or if you, you didn't enjoy the movies, I would probably say pass on it because it's not going to be for everyone. But if you have it, the least bit of interest in, in that world, uh, I think it's worth checking out. Uh, now, one thing that it actually made me uh, want to do, and I don't know if, if it's like this at all, but, I don't know if you got the same way, Kush. You probably haven't even thought about it, but the combat is so good in Hogwarts Legacy. Um, you are just casting spells, and you have special spells that you can cast as well, and those are on cooldowns as you use them. But as you're battling, you'll get notifications, uh, or just like a thing around your head, and it'll 
basically mean you need to dodge or you need to parry. And then in other cases, you have to watch the ground because you might have to get out of a, a bad spot before uh, you get damaged or hurt. And I, I, I imagine that that is what Dark Souls feels like. And I have the inclination to play Elden Ring now. It's like, oh, like I could do this. I don't know if it's I'm supposed to have that, but I feel uh, like I've become yeah. a master of parrying and uh, dodging during fights. Okay, uh, I, I think I think it's a couple levels above. <laughs> no, man, you just but, uh, you go for you go for broke, man. You get yourself some Sekiro. That's what it's all about, dog. You dodge and parry all day long, bro. Well, apparently, the brand new game that I saw you were playing, uh, Wolong, is, yeah, Wolong might be what you're looking for then. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 got a bit, and like I met the first boss of that. Not to get too far off topic, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's tough. So I, I don't know, it, but it makes me want to to experience, like, well, to try that experience. Um, just like Marvel may, you know, is making me want to do XCOM like proper. Um, yeah, man, just playing good games making me want to play other supposedly good games. I think you should check out uh, Skyrim. I can pass on that. <laughs> I mean, I could probably play no, it on I my watch know. here, but, you know. I don't know. Waking up uh, in a cart and doing whatever you do, shouting at dragons or something like that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> that's, know. That's all, yeah, that's all I do. Not magic or anything. <laughs> I just shout at them. Like, hey, you dragon. <laughs> Get off yeah, my but- rock. <laughs> Yeah, but some might say, you know, going around on a broom and casting spells would be stupid too, but... They, they could, and, and to be side. honest, like, flying around on my broom is amazing. I, it's pretty freaking I, Sometimes, awesome. I fast travel a lot, and sometimes I will say, nope, I am going to just go across this map and weave in and out of the forest, the, the Forbidden Forest, and I'm going to have a good time, and do you, I have, so... Do you get to play um, Quidditch? No. <laughs> okay. You can play Quidditch with yourself, but uh, as of right now, no. Okay. Whoa, whoa. That's that's fine. Quidditch you can fly is... all around the pitch. Yeah, but you can't actually play Quidditch. Quidditch is no. kind of a yeah. stupid sport. So. I agree. I, I, I think I, it is I, stupid I just, as well. I was reading the first, and I was just like, so we have this whole game that doesn't actually matter while you just do. <laughs> why not just send everybody to chase after the thing? Like, yeah. Sorry, that's my... Uh, in case... <laughs> In case you're curious, L, um, I have beat Hogwarts Legacy. I only have cleanup left to do. Uh, Kush has cleaned up far more than me, uh, and I'm just over 52 hours into the game. Uh, I obviously still need to play the game three more times, a few hours in, um, and then I have to do. I just have to pick up everything, all the collections, that's, collectible things. That's and, what the achievements are. Uh, yeah, yeah. W- once I collect everything um, and get a few more levels. Uh, and just kind of clean up the map, I will pretty much be done with the game. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you do just do every side quest and do everything, uh, you, you'll get the completion fairly easy. It's it's not a hard game at all. Hmm. All right. So I did see that the Xbox One version was delayed again. Oh uh, yeah, I you're imagine, breaking my heart. I imagine you guys will will stack it, assuming you can do so. Oh yeah, you have access. I, to I mean, the stack. deluxe it's edition, happening. right? Yeah. I, I'm being a little pessimistic. I don't think a stack will happen. Yeah. If it does, no. I will. 
most certainly. Uh, I, I was a good boy wizard this time, and if if I can play again, you better believe it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a bad, bad boy. Oh, bad girl, boy, right. I, I can be a bad girl. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, I don't. I don't Why not? Know how to respond. My my plan is to Why go not? play the other Harry Potter games that aren't as good, not counting that Lego stuff. Uh, and then, assuming there's a stack, I'll come back and I'll I'll wipe that uh, taste out of my mouth with like the actual good game. Uh, that's a good point. Last year, I bought yeah. uh, like Order of the Phoenix or one of the later uh, movie tie-in games for the 360, and I should play that actually. Hey, I've done yeah, that when I go to fiction. I did that. Um, so do you think that going from the Series X version to the Xbox One version is going to be a significant difference? Uh, it depends on what they have to take out. If it's like field of view, then it's I don't think it's a big deal. Because um, it sounds like the big selling point is just that it's beautiful and they crafted the world really well. And so you're enjoying flying around. and Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, stuff. I think I even... Told Kush, I mean, this is a mat like the castle is magical, so the stairs appear. It's like you don't have to worry about like popping in. That just that's part of the world, baby. You can build those airs into your game. <laughs> Harry Potter and the magical glitches. No, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. That's, not a, that's that's part of that's a feature. That's oh, a dear. feature. <laughs> yeah, baby. The the painting no, just no. looks like that because it's magic. We don't have to patch <laughs> it at all. It just that's how it is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in the UK it's called the Philosopher's Glitches. So, yeah, yeah, the Harry Potter students—they're possessed by some sort of magical face spell. <laughs> it keeps them popping in and out, moving back and forth. They have a cloak. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what, the- <laughs> what game are you playing? <laughs> Grand Theft uh, yeah. Yeah. Rooms. Hey, Nico. This Hogwarts, it fell off a truck. It's the Hogwarts Mafia. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, it's definitely good to hear you having fun playing video games, Corey. Absolutely. I, who would have expected it? Not me. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh. All right. Devin, you're up. All right. So Rocker briefly mentioned Marvel's Midnight Suns. That's a game by Firaxis. <laughs> Let's keep this party going. Got some Sid Meier's Civilization VI, uh, which I've been playing more of and is also coming to Game Pass so you can experience in all the time-sinking glory that is Civilization VI. It's a very... It's uh, you know, simple in concept, difficult to master. You pick one of your, I don't know, a gazillion different civilizations, and then you just roll from the ancient age all the way to the future. And uh, I have been having a lot of fun trying to figure out all of the different wild and wacky achievements in the game. I have to say, it is one of the best lists that I've ever seen in terms of just random wacky things to do. That just make you go, huh, that's that's kind of funny. Uh, that are just uh, like having a Roman legion clear out some nuclear contamination. That's one. Or in a New York City that has a sewer and paintings by Donatello and Raphael, 
activate Leonardo. It's called a pizza party. That's good stuff. It sounds incredibly difficult and wildly hard to pull off involving a variety of different RNG roles for great people. But it's fun. Uh, And what I like about it is all the different ways that you have to win. Uh, You can pick a sieve that has a specific playstyle and kind of vie in its own different way. So even if you're not necessarily a militaristically strong one, you can try to win through controlling like a world congress like a UN or being good at science or founding your own religion and getting people to pray to not kill you because you have the holy cities. And yeah, there's a lot of complexity there. And I just find myself losing just hours of time whenever I play it. Just an obscene amount of time. It's a time travel device, really. You guys have never played any of these games at all. I can tell. I can look at you and I just Those know. are PC games. Yeah. I think I played the 360 version of a, of a Civ game at one point in time in my life, but I have no recollection of it. Yeah, that was Revolution, which was... That was good, but this is this is the this is the Cadillac baby. This is the granddaddy of them all. Uh, with all the DLCs, we're talking all kinds of different civilizations and like talking to city states and currying favor and like formulating trade routes and all that. So this game is multiplayer, right? Yes, uh, you can actually play it a couple different ways. Uh, if you are going for achievements, I would recommend for some of them, you can play hot seat multiplayer. So you can set it up such that you're playing with the second player who is also using the same controller, who's also you. And then what I do is I just set (laughs) all of their stuff to just go to sleep. Just shut up, go to sleep. Don't found any cities. Just leave them there in the desert doesn't matter. And then I just do what I need to do to set up all of my stuff so that I can make it happen. And just be in peace. So I shut off all the AI and it's just me playing against myself. And then it's like, oh, it's their turn. And I'm like, yep, they're still in the Stone Age. They're still asleep. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, you can also set it up in, in ways like, because if you look, there's like beat the game on the hardest difficulty. Uh, if you play as Russia and found and you set it so that you only play one turn, Russia just starts with more land. You set it to one turn. Hey, look at that. You have more land and more score. You win the game. What a country. Nice. You get all this stuff. So if some of this stuff seems daunting, it's really not. It's just going to take you time, a lot of time and a lot of pre-planning and maybe some save scumming, but nothing terrible once you kind of get the feel for how it goes. And it works very, very straightforward once you know kind of what leads to what, you know, what you're trying to go for and how you're trying to make it work. Like I said, different ones are different civilizations are better at different things. So you can kind of figure out which ones are going to be helpful to get you to the thing. And there's I think there's something for just about every civilization on their own. So you can set it up however you need it. Yeah, it was announced today and I knew that Fufu I would be excited to play it. So I like said, Oh, why don't you play me? And he said, Yeah, well mm, we're gonna do it, I guess. I don't know. You can. I just yeah. figured. I just figured it was a game like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like, a, I don't know if asynchronous is the wrong term, but like, 
um, I can do my turn and he's at his leisure to do his turn kind of deal. I think, um, well, at least at first, and then eventually once you can get to crossing paths, that's when it gets kind of, I haven't really done that kind of aspect of it, but yeah, you kind of, cause all the turns kind of go at the same time. So, okay. Like turn one, it's just like, okay, he sets up a city, you set up a city, but then by like turn 500, that's it. You know, it gets much more complicated once you can spend That's real it. turn 500. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, turn 500 is something you can totally see. And then beyond some of my games have oh. gone very long and, uh, but you get giant death robots. So it's fun. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like it's uh, a thing. Yeah. You get a giant death robot. It's literally what it's called. I'm still going to give it a whirl. The one thing I'm, I am noticing is like, like you said, there is a ton of DLC. Yes, but probably not including game pass. No, I bought that on, on my own. Uh, it does go on sale fairly frequently though. And the cool thing about the DLC is that it, uh, unlike other games where you have to buy the season pass included with the game, it actually sells it separate. So you can, I've, I've, and actually goes on sale because so many other games are just like, oh, hey, and you have to buy literally everything over again. So, and it goes on, like, the base game goes on sale for, like, five, I think it's on sale now for, like, five bucks. Uh, yeah, it is. I think I paid 20 total for every DLC all combined. So, not bad, like, hours and hours of fun. Sure, yeah. For the, right. the maybe I'll, uh, Dip into the base, wet my whistle, and see how it goes. And and the different DLCs add things that change the rules of the game. Like the I know in Civ, I haven't played the different versions. I've just played with all DLC. But Civ Five, which is one I'm really familiar with, because I've played all of these. Like I had like 1,400 hours in Civ Five or something ridiculous like that. Uh, the difference between base Civ Five and by the time they got to Brave New World, it was almost a completely different game in what happens towards the end. So yeah, exciting. That's a good get, man. This is so exciting. It's unbelievable. Oh, the history you get to, you get to use some like historical figures and stuff too. Yeah. Come on, Alex, you should start it. Like, I would, like I would Jesus like who? Oh, you'd like, because there's great people. So as you acquire certain points, great people will show up. Um, and you can use those to better enhance your sieve through art. So that's what, uh, like, Leonardo and Donatello and them, you can have art that you can use to get more culture, because that's something you can use to win. It's just you are the dominant. Wait, those were real people? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Uh, but you can use the, like, musicians will show up so you can have Mozart. They'll compose symphonies, and then once you have culture, your culture is the dominant culture, and that's one of the ways that you can win. And it's one of the things that other civilizations try to stop, is your spread of your culture, because... uh weird. Like, how come this isn't on PC also? It, it, it is. It's the same game, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh. All right. Yeah, but you can win through that. Xbox you can win, to me. You can win by being the dominant religion, or you can just capture every other civilization's capital. Like like a foot soldier? 
Yes, you can have those. Yay. Well, Civ 6 looks to be $6. That's a good price. Yeah, play it. I, I, I double dog dare you, Al. Play, play Civ 6. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Unless you any questions. I'll watch a speed run of it. Uh, you can beat the game in one turn. I, can, I told you how to do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you were telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just told you. Beat the game in a turn. Yeah. You were telling me. Several times. All right. Civilization Six. Moving on to Kushmos. What you been playing? Ooh. So, as Rocker mentioned, I've been putting a lot of time into Hogwarts Legends slash Legacy, ah. depending on <laughs> what week it is and if or. I'm paying attention or not. But also, I uh, finally was able to uninstall um, Marvel's Avengers or Marvel, I don't know, Marvelous Avengers. Why not? Uh, so I got that <laughs> off my uh, my console. Uh, so I've been spending a lot of time playing games I've already talked about. So I figured I would talk about something that I did just the other day, uh, which was jumping into a boosting group down in our boosting channel. Um, and that is Bleeding Edge. Now, this game is not going away that we know of right away, so that makes it a little weird. Um, but we do have some interest in getting this done. So... If this sounds, if the game I'm about to describe sounds interesting, uh, maybe check that out. See if you want to get in on it because it, it's not going to take too long to boost in a, in a small group. Um, what is Bleeding Edge? It is a MOBA. Basically, it's a four-player per team actiony MOBA. So it's not like these really far away things where you just kind of go and you press the one key and it does this one attack and the two key it does a different attack. Um, you you have three. Uh, primary attacks per character could be healing uh, if you're a healer, but if you're a damage dealer, you basically have three attacks and like an ultimate attack. Uh, and it only has two game modes: one which is like a uh, a collection game mode where you're going out and you have a uh, let's just say a two minute time uh, phase where you're going to pick up these batteries. Uh, and then you have a short pause between that phase and the collection phase where you, uh, or the retrieval phase where you take those batteries that you've picked up and you drop them off. If you happen to kill someone that's carrying a battery, you can grab their battery. Uh, if, you know, if you get killed, obviously they can take your batteries. And then you need to stand in a zone, uh, to drop them off. And once uh, one team hits 50, that game mode is over. The other game mode is just your traditional kind of king of the hill, uh, where the zones kind of bounce around, uh, you know, after a certain amount of time, uh, you just have to capture it and then uncapture it. So do we play this normally? No, 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 no. That's not what we do. Uh, we boost. So <laughs> you can play the hokey pokey when it comes to the cap, the king of the hill or the, you know, that capture zone, you just have uh, a whole bunch of people jump on to the capture point. Wait till it's captured. They step off. They only step off like a foot. Then the other team steps on, they capture it. They step off a foot. Uh, and if you can get a lobby locked down, then you can knock that out very quickly. We made almost 50%, I want to say, uh, in one game session. And that was when we uh, we actually had randoms pop in because <laughs> we didn't do a good job of keeping our alts active. And they got uh, replaced. 
And some randoms came in and just started uh, just whooping us because they actually wanted to play the game uh, and they knew how to do it. Um, the achievements are very straightforward. This is going to be a very simple boost. And even if you don't want to boost it, this game, it's not going to take that long uh, if you can actually get in and play some games. Uh, there's an achievement for playing all the tutorials, which takes, I don't know, 10 minutes, something like that. There's an achievement for winning a match, which I have yet to do. Uh, because my team, we always got we always got the bad uh, randoms, and the other Mantism. team got the good randoms. Oh. Uh, I'm not going to name names. Um, <laughs> then uh, there's there's some basic stuff that you'll get from the walkthrough. Uh, you know, very simple stuff. You know, just moving around your uh, your character set abilities and stuff like that, and equipping a new boy. Real real basic. But then the the grind begins, and it's not that bad. It's playing ten online matches. We already have like two or three of those done. Getting 50 killing blows, it's actually not that bad. Uh, even if you're not boosting it, you can get that over you know the course of several games. Uh, capturing 50 objectives, like I said, we got about 25 of those in one match, and it wasn't optimal. Uh, dealing 200,000 damage, uh, handing in 100 cells, and healing 200,000 HP. Um, if you can get a group together, you can maximize your time by having two healers, two damage dealers, uh, and then just kind of pairing off and getting it done and locking down that lobby. Uh, there was one additional hint that um, if you drop from a game two times, you go to the to the bad kid group of uh, <laughs> of players, and they match the bad players together. Um, and that actually is to your advantage, because then you don't get... Even with all the people that actually want to play, you get with the people that drop. And it's much easier to find another group at that point, meet up and get the achievements done, and then get out. Uh, is it a fun game? Uh, it's hard to say because <laughs> when you're playing against people that know how to play, they just whoop you. Uh, you don't get to do anything. Uh, there was one time I, I launched from the starting area out to the main game area, and you have to cross this big gap, and you have this, this speed, like a... Uh, ramp that launches you out and this person who knew what they were doing just threw up a shield right as i was about to land and i dropped into the gap and died immediately so you know is that fun um i mean i did laugh but (laughs) but if i wanted to play the game i would probably be very upset by that um so if you're playing with friends i could see this being fun if you were to grind it by yourself i could see you know unless you're the type that really likes mobas um this may not be the most fun, but let's get a group together and knock this out together. Uh, and, you know, we, we might stick around for a little bit longer if we get a couple more people and, and kind of run more people through it. Like I said, there's no specific uh, date that this is going down. We're just getting it out of the way now before we have to rush. Um, but, yeah, that's Bleeding Edge. Yeah, and I don't think you mentioned the exact number, but this is a 4v4 game. So you, mm-hmm. eight real humans is ideal. Or four until, humans and, until we could figure out the alts yeah, situation. No. Yeah, the alts. I mean, you have to you have to sit there and you know control that controller um, and have a second screen up because it does warn you that it's about you know hey you're not doing anything you're not contributing and then you have to actually move around jump punch do something like that um, to keep the model which we did not do a good job of. <laughs> and, no, and, no, and yeah, but. So if you have actual people, uh, you're not going to run into that issue, and you'll be much more efficient. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend playing this legit, because that's how I did it, <laughs> and it's a nightmare. 
yeah, I mean, I played one game, uh, and it wasn't bad. I like I said, I was able to get like six killing blows or something just playing naturally. Um, so that, that wouldn't take too many games. And while I'm doing that, that counts up to the damage. And I was trying to do the uh, healing route, and it's like trying to herd cats. Yeah, but the cats are all lemmings. And they just, like, cannot kill themselves fast enough, which you'd think would be good for healing, but, like, somehow it just isn't because they just see you and they're like, he wants to he wants to keep us alive. Scatter. And, oh, God. Yeah. Bleeding. Yeah, we, we found uh, a really efficient method uh, where there's one character who has a gun. It's a melee-based game, but this person has a gun. And you can just hold X, and it will shoot the other person. And if they're shooting you, well, there's damage constantly happening. And then if a healer is on them and never lets go of their heal button, they'll never die. So I suspect you could knock that those two achievements out in like, I don't know, four matches max to get both of them, I think, um, if like it was that, super yeah. efficient. It's hard to tell because like Kush said, we did have randoms pop in. Yeah. Um, but if I you don't use yeah, if you don't use those shooting characters, it kind of interrupts everything like you get knocked back and it's just a real pain in the butt but but that shooter character doesn't interrupt at all doesn't get knocked back it's just the the nicest easiest way to get the achievement yeah yeah it reminded me of um the crackdown multiplayer boost that we did uh Mm. especially with the um the the hokey pokey because it's exactly the same but yeah it's it's looking like it's going to be a very very easy boost i don't know why there's all of a sudden interest uh but it's kind of been like on my backlog. Like if I see it, I'll pop in and, uh, well, we got enough people now, so it, hopefully we'll get it done here soon. Yeah. It's been, I know that they like stopped support there for it a while back, right? That they stopped releasing yeah. anything new. So it's just kind of, it's, it's time is limited. Is the writing on the wall? Hmm. I don't know if writing's on the wall. I don't know how much it is to keep this game running. Um, but just to note, like Kush said, if you, Want to get in that lever queue? Just leave a couple matches. That will help. Um, but we also turned off crossplay at the console level because this That's game true. does support crossplay. Yeah, I and we've been that. playing uh, on Thursday. No, we just played last night, so that would have been oh. uh, Monday night. It, it was a proof of concept. Oh, boost. Monday. Yeah, a boost yeah, we of were just, concept. We were just checking. Yeah, we were checking I was just trying to, to figure out. Uh, <laughs> trying to figure out who I need to ditch. I mean. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they, the uh, the tweet that you're kind of re- re- referencing there, Vulgar, was uh, from 2021. They said they'll not be updating with any new content. So it's been a while. It's a little stale. So I think we should <laughs> finish it before they also decide to just not support the servers either. Yeah, it took me a while to do it legitimately. But if it if push came to shove, you could do it. Because, yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing it the way I did with randoms. It was... Um, not my favorite game to play. Bleeding Edge. Yeah, the group. <laughs> not a bad time. I remember you having fun with that one. That's a word. You could describe it. Good times. Mm. It's the Overwatch we have at home. All right. Are you done talking about Bleeding Edge, Nate? I am done talking about Bleeding Edge. Sweet. I guess it's my turn. And uh, since Rocker is here, 
I'm going to do the thing that he hates the most and talk about a few different games just to annoy him. Since I don't really have a game to showcase, I just want to quickly talk about a few things that I've been playing for my RTDL, as I am wont to do when a new month starts. Uh, the first game I wanted to talk about was a game that sadly got delisted recently due to licensing, I think, is uh, Friday the 13th Puzzle Game. Uh, what I didn't realize is that it's basically uh, Slayway Camp with Jason. I guess I didn't realize that. So if anybody bought this game when it was going away and has been sitting on it, I highly recommend it. It's a ton of fun. It's got every Jason costume from all the movies. It's got a ton of different uh, levels and different places and backgrounds. And Do you get to play um, as part one, through, Jason? Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> Have you played it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Jason's mom um, is the one that's actually like telling you what to do. And if you hit start and go to hint, um, you know, she gives you a hint and says like, uh, oh, I should probably say what kind of game this is. This is like... Oh, I don't even know. Does this type of game have a genre where you're like trying to go up, left, down, right, and you're trying to, you're just trying to kill all the people on the screen? It's a puzzle game. And you have to do it in such a way. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. It is a puzzle game. Uh, Hitman Go was like this. I mean, if you know Hitman Go and Slayaway Camp, um, I don't know many others that are like this. Red Ronin. Um. Yeah. That's you've never okay. played it, but it's that's. What it's no, like. I don't know. It. I don't know. Uh, is it yeah, like so a sliding end, slide puzzle? Yeah, yeah. You're sliding across, and at the end, you'll see an X on the screen, and you have to be lined up to kill the final uh, person at the end. Oh yeah, this is like Blind Postman. Wow, I'm learning a lot. Red Ronin, Red Ronin. I think I don't Postman. know. I didn't really play Blind, blind Postman. Okay. Uh, there's definitely um, another game, a slime game too. That's just like this. So I went through the first six or so episodes on my own. The cool thing is, um, so like I said, you could hit start and get a hint. But if you're really stuck and can't figure it out, you could just, there's a thing right there. It says get solution. And then you could watch um, right on the screen. They do it right for you. And then you just copy what they do. Now, you can just go on TA, and there's a walkthrough, and it'll tell you exactly what to do. Um, but as Kush often says, once you break the seal, that's it. You're going to be doing that the whole time. So I tried to hold off as long as I could. I did the first six or seven levels on my own. And then I finally got the RTDL achievement that I needed. So now I'm probably going to stop playing that for a while. But this game has 55 achievements, and it's got uh, 8 to 10 our estimate it's just uh, it's got a lot of grindy achievements for no reason there's this other mode that has just the killing part it's called murder marathon it's basically where you see an arrow at the bottom of the screen and you just have to it just goes from left to right and you have to hit it right in the middle and line it up so you have to get 30 consecutive kills which is hard enough but there's an achievement for getting a thousand total kills 
So it's just unnecessary, really. And then there's also a cool thing called Daily Death, where it's kind of like, you know, the Microsoft games where you do like a daily challenge. It's kind of like that. So there's a new puzzle every day. And there's even this dude on YouTube that uploads the solution to the puzzle to this day, every day. And this game is a few years old now, so. Uh, if you have this game, you should probably do that before. I mean, maybe this is the th- the type of mode that would disappear. So I would try to do that as soon as you can. Well, it's delisted, and they're still pushing out daily levels somehow. I have a feeling right. that uh, it's, just, it's on rotation. It's a rotation of puzzles. Yeah, you think it'll be okay? I, I, I have I no idea so, but any I mean, of that server-based. Yeah, word to no the wise, probably smart to do it. Just to do it. You got to do 13 days in a row. Ew. So that's a, yeah. Chris. A lot of, a lot of opportunities 13s. to frame it up. For, frame it up, yep. <laughs> Roblox was how many? 20? <laughs> yeah. That's 20 classic. at random times. Um, switching gears entirely from a bloody game to a kitty game. And that is the very infamous uh, Woodle Tree Adventures. Now, oh, I thought you meant a literal kitty like the other kitty game. Meow. No, this is a kitty game. And this game is known just for being awful, but I'm here to kind of defend it, mostly because my uh, nine-year-old daughter really uh, enjoyed this game. And you just run around and you collect berries and... Wait, wait, you did you find... say you could run? I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. Okay. Oh, okay. And I did interrupt you. Is this Woodle Tree Adventures or Woodle Tree yeah, 2? Woodle, Woodle Tree Adventures 1, yes. So this okay. is a the one o- to two hour the OG. game. Yeah. The OG, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I do listen to the podcast, and I remember uh, you, Nate, or some other people not realizing that you could run until uh, later on, right? Mm, doesn't sound and like reading something the, I do. No. Reading some of the solutions and and reviews, uh, you're you're far from alone. (laughs) But like one of the first things they teach you is that you could run. And a lot of the jumps you have to do, running helps. Um, But I like these games that I can, you know, take turns and play with my daughter. And, uh, you know, it's it's a very, very short game. There was maybe like eight levels total. And each one takes about 15 minutes. Mercifully short. Mercifully short. The only problem is that once you're done beating all the levels, you wind up with about 1,000 berries, and there's an achievement to collect 3,000 berries. So you're left having to replay levels just to get this one achievement. So that one achievement aside, it's, it's, it's an easy easy go. And if you have little kids, I would recommend it. And then I did see that there is a Woodle 2, and that has a time estimate of 15 to 20 hours. What is this all about? Yeah, save yourself the trouble. Don't even look it up. And it looked, I, I looked it up, and, and people are saying it's a, like broken, too. Like, not very good. Oh, that's surprising, because the first one just oozed quality. I, <laughs> I mean, it worked, mostly. That's uh, the camera was a little weird. You couldn't look left and right, but you could zoom in and out. But it was—I uh, don't know. I've played a lot worse. Maybe my standards are ridiculously low, <laughs> but I've played worse. But yes, the moral of the story is that you can run with the X button. 
Um, if anyone has any recommendations for for games that kids would like, that anything that's not Paw Patrol, I would love to hear it. Uh, this just in: MDP says Rocket League. <laughs> Rocket League. Uh-huh. Uh, kids, how old? Um, like I Fortnite? play that with my son. Minecraft? <laughs> no, I played, Have you heard no. about Minecraft? No, no, like Minecraft Dungeons. Something like like stuff I could trick my kids into playing with me. My my daughter more. My son's oh, drunken fist. He, he plays Rocket League. Um, Lego games, maybe. Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> Have you tried Scorn? <laughs> Chasm. <laughs> what All right. The medium. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me Drunken why. Fist 2. Zombie Hangover. All right. We're getting a little punchy here. Uh, last game I was going to talk about. Do you guys remember this um, publisher we used to talk about like two or three years ago on the show called Radalika? <laughs> this is back in the day when we had uh, this publisher and they would release easy 1,000 gamer score games for $5. And this one showed up on my RTDL. It's called Bone Marrow. And with a title like Bone Marrow, I had no idea what, what this was going to be. I assumed by the cover art that it was going to be some sort of slashing game. Uh, but to my surprise, it is a, a strategy slash turn-based game, which I don't really think it is. Basically, you, you're in this box, and you can go up, down, left, and right, and you see food, and you see swords, and you see shields, and you have to try to collect them, and you gain power and defense, and the food gives you health. And you need to try to combine these things, and eventually some enemies come, and you need to have enough strength to kill the enemies and it's really simplistic and you just go around and you just go up down left right and there's like a day cycle and a night cycle and you can only attack during the day or i don't know Uh, so the main strategy is to wait until you see the rat enemy and once you see the rat enemy you just um go around and level up because the rat enemy cannot collect any of the stuff the other enemies can collect the uh, stuff on, on the field. So just go around and level up, and then you kill the rat, and then you can easily dispose of this game in about an hour's time. I don't know much. I know there's a lot of Rattleka fans on uh, like Elroy and, and Wakapale. I thought this was a pretty good one. Volgor, it looks like you have this one uh, incomplete. You got to get back to it. And, uh... Yeah, I got bored. Do you remember it at all? You got bored? <laughs> yeah. No, I remember it's it. Not, I, I just, I don't know. It's not thrilling enough for you? It's no Civ Six. No. I'll it, give it, it that. It doesn't match the the pure, unadulterated action that Civ Six provides, but what yes. does? I just really like the title Bone Marrow. I don't know why. <laughs> We're at a loss here. We're at a loss. All right, well... Those were my games. The best one's probably Woodle Tree. <laughs> Don't play any of them. Just play for fun and not for achievements like like Corey. Yeah. Unless we're like boosting me. Bleeding Edge. Then unless we're boosting Bleeding Edge, then we can play just for achievements and not for fun. Well, I'm not boosting that game. I'm playing that game co op. He's simulating oh, it. Legit. You're, oh, you have seven alts. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, no, I'm I'm playing with you know, me, you're myself, a, and uh Kush. You're doing a chess ultra style. 
asynchronously. Thirty of your best people to play that. Thirty of your best friends. <laughs> Definitely played that with thirty-one other people. Me too. <laughs> I'm actually a chess savant. Right. It's me, Bobby Fisher, Magnus Carlson. <laughs> you just—it's in the discussion. Me and Kasparov, right there, dude. All right, you need to check yourself. Um, yeah. Oh, like a check, like you're writing money. Yeah. Clearly, clearly. I was talking about the Czech Republic. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about spending money on games. Sailway. Good. Hey. 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 Uh, Rocker wrote an essay on this on the sheet. Go ahead, Rocker. Read what it says. For so much on sale, it is very <laughs> met all around. So maybe look at Strong Moon. Uh, that's the name of the game, Strong Moon. $3. Normally $10. Um, and I'm not saying it's a good game, but the opening cutscene alone is worth that asking price. Um, not to spoil too much, but your brother mm-hmm. wants to go buy butter. You flip him <laughs> off. And if I recall correctly, he gets destroyed by like a like a meteor. Maybe uh, I could be misremembering, but that sounds like he him. turns into butter himself. Yeah, that and uh, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. And, and and you want to uh, you know save him or uh, take revenge? I don't remember. Uh, I didn't get very far in the game, but it's a game called Strong Moon, and it is cheap and crazy. There's a strong moon. On the res. <laughs> yes, it's about my butt crack. What am I buying this week, Koosh? What do you got? Well, I'm going to tell you to buy something that Vulgar, I'm sure, already owns because it's Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Completed, dog. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Four dollars down from 20. This is a platformer and collection genre, and it's Castlevania. So uh, hopefully. You know what you're getting. Uh, next up, wrote little some Orpheus solutions for mm-hmm. that game. I think that I think I did. Is yeah. that right? You can use oh, the level cool. select if you want and go to Game Facts and go to the last level and save scum your way to victory. There you go. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, next up, little Orpheus, seven dollars and eighty cents down from thirteen. This is a platformer, but it's a colorful limbo like. Uh, Better than Rocker. Limbo. Yeah, I know <laughs> Rocker played a bunch of this. Uh, did you play the whole thing? Did you beat it? I, I beat it. I did not complete it. Because uh, okay. you have to go back for like collectibles and whatnot. But I beat it. Uh, yeah, okay. it, is, it is fun. Yeah, I, I thought so. Um, so 780 down from 13. Uh, and finally, Asterix and Obelix. I'm sure I need, nailed that. Uh, XXL2. Uh, Asterix and Obelix XXL2. $10 down mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. 50. So this is a... Very nice discount. Uh, this is a platformer beat 'em up. Uh, I believe it's a remake, um, and it plays a lot like uh, kind of a banjo kazooie ish brawler, um, which is weird. Uh, it it <laughs> let me tell you about this game. I was going to talk about that this week, but I didn't get far enough into it. It's like I need to play something new. I already own this. Uh, I should talk about it. I should play it and then talk about it. And uh, they do this thing kind of like they did back in Conquer and in Bejo Kazooie, uh, probably more Conquer, where they, they just reference other games. They re- reference, uh, you know, uh, 
cultural type stuff. And um, at the very beginning of the movie, there is a uh, gosh, what is he? I'm going to get his uh, his country of origin wrong, but uh, he basically he's like a he's basically Sam Fisher, uh, and he's uh, you know in Roman times he's got oh, like Bobby's the, brother. <laughs> he's got the the sweet. Uh, night vision goggles on that you know they obviously had back then and um then they're also kind of spoofing um super mario uh what was the water one uh, uh sunshine yeah super mario sunshine there's a character stripped straight out of super mario Oof. sunshine it is it is mario with the water tank on his back shooting uh so <laughs> and that's just the first level so I'm waiting to see what else they reference, but um, it's definitely giving me that Conker's Bad Fur Day kind of uh, vibe um, with the combat. It's not bad combat; it's just it's dated, but it, it's a definitely a quality game. And ten dollars down from fifty. I've talked about this way too long. Asterix yeah. and Obelix XSL two. I think, and, I, and, and if you're looking for Asterix and Obelix XSL XXL two, uh, you might find it in their Microsoft store as Roman Rumble in Las Vegas. Just FYI. Oh, yeah. hmm. Yeah, it's one of those with uh, different names. Yeah. I think Asterisk and Obelisk is like a European thing. It's like a comic strip or something over there. It is. Yeah. I had a buddy in uh, middle school who was from France. And uh, he, when he, <laughs> I guess when he left France, he came over. He just had this huge collection of Asterisk and Obelisk. And I just kind of learned about it back then. Didn't really read too much into it. But uh, so I was kind of familiar with it, uh, just knowing that it was from France. That's getting ahead of the Europeans. Uh, I'm recommending Kaze in the Wild Masks. <laughs> it's nine eighty nine, down from thirty. And yeah, buddy, is really good. I haven't completed it. I will someday, probably. But I think you'd really like it, and I think Rockers played it some. First yeah, to complete it, he, baby. He's so a little he bit. Like definitely it. Played. Yeah, it's my yeah. claim to fame. Yeah. The, the rocker dude first to complete Kaze and the Wild Masks. Yeah, it's good. The one. Yeah, would recommend Kaze, Wild Masks. Classic. Classic. All right, I'm going to recommend, um, alongside Castlevania, there's also the Contra Collection and the Arcade Classics Anniversary Collection, also $4. These games were 20 so that's a pretty good deal. Uh, if you haven't gotten the Bioshock Collection by now, Here's another chance. Three quality games for $10 total. Very good. Very nice. Uh, if you missed it on Game Pass, uh, Lost Words is $3. That seems like a good price. That game was uh, pretty well liked, as far as I remember. And um, usually I mention uh, a Metroidvania game on sale, uh, La Mulana is $3, down from 15 This one is supposed to be pretty hard, though. This one has uh, seven people completed it, and three of them are from our community. And it's uh, Awu and Skeptical Mario and Icefire. Oh, this game must be easy, then, if Icefire uh, completed it. So, yeah, pick it up. That guy sucks at games. Oh, I'm waiting for Fufu to throw it somewhere, but I'm Fufu this week. Games with Gold. Oh, man, it's another Corey classic. Chlurberberuk oh. is available now. 
the best Look, point and click I've ever played. <laughs> You've only played this in Little Pumpkin, though. So <laughs> I was actually yeah, I was looking to see how many I actually did play, but it probably is up there out of that list. <laughs> out of the list I just mentioned, um, that I mean, one yeah. talked about it a little bit last week. Um, you may as well grab it and go for it. It's definitely it's better than thirty dollars. <laughs> it's a, I mean, no, definitely not. It's a $30 game, so grab it now. Don't forget to pick it up. Uh, Sudden Strike 4 Collection is also available now. Not a real collection. Ooh. What is your beef with Sudden Strike 4 Complete Collection? Just doesn't have That's the not genre. A collection. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Got it. And March 16th will be Lamentum. Survival horror game. I don't even know. Uh, we got some Game Pass news. That's good. Uh, available now. Guilty Gear Strive. I haven't heard Guilty Gear mentioned in many years. Uh, Dead Space 2 and 3 are available um, today. Yeah, today, for sure. And that's Cloud via EA Play. Valheim will be available on March 14th. Um, Civ 6. Yeah. March 16th. Relevancy. Don't pay $6 for this. It'll be on Game Pass March 16th. It's definitely completable in a really quick amount of time. Yeah, you'll just fly right through it like butter. Like butter. And Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, the Prince's Edition. That is quite the title. Uh, that is available on March 21st. Is that, I imagine that's a RPG. Yeah. Bandai Namco. Nice. All right. Uh, we already have uh, games leaving March 15th. At this point, you're probably only going to have time to finish Undertale and maybe Kentucky Route Zero. That's about it. The and Young Souls. Uh, eh. Kentucky Route Zero does have an achievement that you need to be on a Tuesday for. You can save. You can move the clock, though, and Ooh. get it offline. But your results may vary. You have been warned. Oh. So you have to get that this coming Tuesday, and that's it. No, you can get it some other time. You can save your clock, and you have to go March talk 14th. to the guy. Yeah, but I would recommend, oh. you know, keep that in mind. That's actually a very helpful tip that I did not know about. Uh, Devin, you want to talk about uh, Game of the Month for March? Yeah, we have a Game of the Month for March, and it isn't Bioshock this Woo. time, guys. Are you sure? positive the game of the month this month is psychonauts 2 the sequel to psychonauts go figure uh it is a platformer Ooh. game it's on game pass it's pretty good i'm playing through it now uh and if you would like to talk about that we have a fancy pants forum you can talk about psychonauts 2 and all things related to psychonauts 2 uh and we'll probably do something uh more with it here in the future but i'm going through it 
I'm right there with you guys. I, I, I'm keeping on the thread. So, uh, yeah, give it a shot. I think I think a lot of people will really enjoy it. And then, if you were a patron, we'll be voting for more games of the month. Uh, probably the last week of the month is when my intention is to do that. And if you have something you think would be a good game of the month, namely something that's easily available, story-based, not super, super long... Uh, feel free to PM me a suggestion, and I will happily delete them. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. I guess we're heading right to our milestone segment bracket. Ba- or not, ba- are, ba- we gonna, are we going to go into the Give me a tech challenge. Yeah, give me a tech challenge. That's not real. It's real. You didn't win, and gets. it's real. It's as real as it gets. I wasn't going to ask if I won. That would be immature. Yes. Well, let's not do that then. In February, okay, which is no longer going, uh, we had the gamer tag of GT3 Option Fan. Uh, his wildcard game was Gran Turismo, Georgia Tech, Green Thumb. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, pre- mm-hmm. Achievement or previous completion in simulation racing game was worth one bonus point. Eh, some other things too. Football, blah, blah, plants, blah. His <laughs> bonus was the triple option. Get a bonus for every achievement unlocked that has a triple, three of the same letter in a row, an achievement title. Why are we still talking about this? This month is over. We had 22 participants, 195 letters, 13 full spellings of the gamer tag, 13 wild cards, and 44 bonuses. Our top bonus earners were Northern Lass with six, Crunchy Goblin with eight, and Chewy on Ice with 17, and he's not even eligible to win. Our winner, with a completed gamer tag, one wild card, and two bonuses, who says he never wins, is Ace. So you can stop saying that. That's just how randomness works. Good job, Ace. Yay, Ace. Oh, baby, Next a month. triple. <laughs> this month uh, is next month, and that is... Uh, March and our gamer tag is MDP73 with the wildcard game Angels of Death, which no one has heard of or is going to buy. Uh, and the achievement, uh, <laughs> so we've made it a little bit easier. You can actually have an achievement or previous completion in Angels of Death, and he would love for you to check it out. Uh, but in order to make it something that you can actually use, we have opened it up to any achievement with Angel or Death in the title will earn you that one wild card if you can't spell MDP73. Or one of its letters. If for the bonus, we see <laughs> I see Rocket People, or Rocket League People, get a bonus draw for every achievement unlocked that has the letters RL in sequence in the achievement title. So things like World. Good luck. All right. Are we doing that other thing? Yeah, we should do the other thing. Somebody else want to do it? I can do it, but someone else can do it. Oh, I can. I can give it a shot. But w- All right, do it. The, the, the patron drawing, that thing, that thing. The thing, thing? That's the thing. All right, let me get I the I didn't hat. know if we were waiting for a live show or not. But uh, I already got the right. hat. Oh, is, it a, this, is it a sorting hat? No. No. Thank God. Uh, so let me see uh, here. I, I think I'm going to uh, win this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Yeah, Northern Lass is the uh, the winner oh. of the drawing. Congratulations. Woo, woo. Congratulations. Nice. Lassic. All right, congratulations to Northern Lass. On to Bradcamp now. All right. In completions, Mikhail KV has reached a milestone of 350 completed games. RPG Davey has reached a new milestone of 1050 completed games. Good job, everyone. 
Both of you? Yeah. Hidden Streaks, Mighty Mango, Fuoth are both on 100-day achievement win streaks. Boots Orion with 200 days. Retro Chief 1969 with 800 days. It's a Live X with 900. Morbid 237 with 1,350. Navy Gamer 77 with 1,550. And Seamus McLimey with 2,350. Celebrating their seven-year achievement win streak is Prue. I like Prue. I also like Gamer Score, and this week we have yeah. Coats McGoats at 150,000 Gamer Score. Happy Moogles is at 400,000 Gamer Score. Michael KV and Elephalette 77 both at 550,000 Gamer Score. ZZ Urban Spaceman has 850,000 Gamer Score. Thank you, L. Math Who <laughs> is at 850,000 Gamer <laughs> Score also. And rounding it off, Alicia is at 1.5 million gamer score. And leaderboards. Alex R. Davies is now second. Second in the Achievements 1 leaderboard and second in the Gamer Score leaderboard for Metroidvania. Hey, Rocker, do you know who number one is? Uh, Me neither. Ew. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Oh my gosh. By 571 is in the top 200 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for music and 100 in USA Gamerscore leaderboard for music. He's been on this crawling up slowly every week. It's been interesting to chart. Really passing us by. Chewy. Uh, Chewy on Ice is now in the top 50 of the Scotland Gamerscore leaderboard for point and click. Frutter Chicken is now in the top 1,000 of the England TA Difference Leaderboard for Adventurers. Hat 90 is now in the top 100 of the Europe TA Difference Leaderboard for American Football Games bought <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace. Henke XD, a.k.a. <laughs> Smiley Face, is now in the top 5,000 of the TA Difference Leaderboard. Scaravese is now in the top 500 of the Achievements 1 leaderboard for Vayners and in the top 50 of the Pennsylvania Achievements 1 leaderboard for role-playing games. And last but not least, Sir Polygon is number one in the Georgia TA leaderboard for Connect Required. Very nice job, everybody. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Corey and Devin. Um, we'll see who joins us next week. Hopefully, Fufu's uh, belly is feeling better. Really should see a specialist. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for joining us. This has been Achievement Hunting 101. Class is dismissed. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hello and welcome to a new segment uh, called Never Ending Stories. This is a tie-in segment with a contest that I'm running with patrons and staff where I ask them to go back to some of the oldest games on their tags that they haven't completed the story or campaign mode for and say, you know what, why don't you just go and finish that thing? We're not focused on full completions here, we just want to see the end of that story. Uh, joining me this time is, uh, in his podcast debut, Mr. Dinoman87. How's it going? Hello, thanks for having me. No worries. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, as I say, podcast debut. This is your, uh, we're breaking your podcast cherry here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So uh, tell me, Dino, what game are we going to be talking about from your tag? Uh, we are talking about the Xbox 360 version of L.A. Noir. Ah, classic rockstar yeah. game released in 2011 on the 20th of May. And in fact, you started the game on 20th of May 2011. So did you buy this brand new day one buy? Uh, yes, I believe I did. I can't really remember all the way back then, but yeah, I believe I did. Yeah, we're talking 11, uh, 12 years ago now. In fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a long time. Uh, and I can see that you started the game, as I say, on the day it released, and you, you pretty much blasted through most of it quite quickly. So so for anyone who doesn't know, L.A. Noir is what the story of a detective in L.A., <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> enough. In the, what era is it? Is it the like the 30s, 40s, something like that, isn't it? Because they, yeah. they talk about yeah, it's, war or something like that. Yeah, it's right after the Second World War, I think, mm. yeah. Yes, because some of the characters are kind of uh, veterans, aren't they, of the war and, and yeah. affected by it. Uh, and you played it. You, you, so it's centered around this uh, detective uh, who basically moves from different uh, departments yes. within the police force. Yes. And each kind of act is him finishing off all the cases in that department. So you did the patrol desk you did the traffic desk, you did the homicide desk, all kind of within the space of a few weeks. Yes. <laughs> and then you just said, you know what, that's it. I'm stopping there. And you left the game for 10 years between 2011 and 2021 uh, when you came back to do a single achievement for driving <laughs> above 80 miles an hour, which I assume is that, was that like an RTDL or something? Yeah. Uh probably i i just uh i i just got through the 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 next achievement tab in on ta so mm. i just found it there and thought it was just a simple thing to do so i just came back mm -hmm. to do only that yeah so so kind of what made you leave it do you think originally or all that time ago if you can cast your mind back you know you were playing it as i say for kind of a a few weeks and then yeah and then just stopped uh, back then, I wasn't really much of a everyday gamer, as you say. So, mm. uh, I loved the game back then, but uh, may maybe I went on to play a, a new game by that time, maybe. And uh, also, it's, it was kind of hard to just uh, put in a new disc every time. You, you know, the three, <laughs> the 360 version has three discs, so... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. So laziness, basically. <laughs> laziness and uh, other games uh, got me occupied and uh, real life got me mm. occupied and stuff. <laughs> okay, so fast forward 12 years later, 
and uh, this little contest comes up and I pull up your list of, of your oldest games and on there is uh, is L.A. Noir and yeah. kind of what, what motivated you to say, you know, that's the one I'm going to pick? Yeah, um, I had a friend a couple of weeks back uh, before the uh, challenge came up that uh, he, he said to me, you have to finish this game so so I can play it. <laughs> I mean, uh, he frequently uh, visits me so he can play some of my games and he always wanted to try this one. And I said, you don't get to play this before I have finished it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the the challenge you gave me, it gave me the incentive to just go back and finish it. So I, I wasn't very far off to finishing it either. So, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, you then, what did you, you came back on the 20th of January. Yeah. And then you, you completed it the same day. So you finished the vice desk and then completed the story, which is the arson desk, the final uh, section of the game. So you yeah. knocked it out pretty much in a day. Pretty much, yeah. So uh, how was it to come back? Did you did you kind of remember everything or, or did, had you forgotten the whole story beforehand? Did you need to kind of recap? Yeah, the controls were a bit messy in, at the start, maybe. So, but yeah, uh, it was it was good to c- come back and to finish it. I may have had a little guide help me through mm-hmm. most of it. Back in 2011, I didn't follow guides, so there is many of achievements that I missed out on. So maybe I should play the game once again, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so that was that was a question I was going to ask. You, you've kind of uh, obviously finished the story now, and that's left you with twenty-seven out of the sixty ge- uh, achievements for the whole game. Yeah, five hundred gamer score, six hundred TA, roughly. There's still quite a lot on there that you could mop up, as well as uh, most of the DLC cases. Yeah. Uh, do you think you will go back? Would you like to? I think so. If you give me another challenge, <laughs> uh, so I yeah. should I should do a DLC yeah <laughs> for old games, old games DLC challenge, right? Yeah. yeah so a couple mm. of weeks back, I bought the remaining DLC that I missed out on. So yeah, mm. it was quite cheap anyway. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It wasn't on the list of stuff that they were getting rid of as well, was it? I can't remember if uh, that one showed up. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Thankfully, mm. I just bought it just in case. Awesome. Now, uh, obviously, you finished off the story uh, without any kind of spoilers, if you can avoid them. <laughs> hmm. uh, did the kind of ending of the story, was it satisfactory? Obviously, you've had such a massive gap between playing it. Kind of Did it Did it make sense to you? Did it fit well? Uh, how did you feel kind of finishing it off finally? Yeah, I think it was uh, quite well done, yeah, for the time being. I mean, the 40s and stuff, so... Yeah, the story is quite good. Because it was one of the games that, unlike a lot of Rockstar games, it never got a sequel. Do you think that kind of they should have come back to this kind of story and this era and this style of gameplay? Because it's also quite different with the kind of um, the kind of interrogations and things like that. Um, yeah. Do you think that kind of holds up still yeah. nowadays? And I think if if uh, the game would get a sequel, the motion capture would be much better than right now than it was in 2011. So yeah, I think it should get a sequel. Yeah, because you kind of forget it, it was at the time it was kind of the best in kind of show for for that kind of technology, wasn't it? For yes. Facial recognition and like as you say, games obviously nowadays it's almost taken for granted that it's better. Yeah now but if they if they really put a lot of of time and money and effort into it they could make it even better again definitely definitely 
Cool. Okay. Uh, well, that's great. So, um, well done. Thank you for, for picking it up and finishing it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, um, obviously, a few other games on the list that I gave you. Do you plan to pick up any of those again? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've been trying to to get through Modern Warfare 3, you know, Call of Duty. Ah, yes. Classic Call of Duty. Mm. Call of Duty. And uh, probably, yeah, there's a couple more, like a Lego Indiana Jones, Mirror's Edge, maybe. Uh, and also another Rockstar title, Bully. Oh, yeah, Bully is another one. Yeah, Bully actually turned up on a few people's lists. Um, <laughs> but I think you had one of the more varied lists, actually. Uh, some of the some of the games that other people had, uh, you didn't have on your list and, and vice versa. So I think there's, there's quite a good kind of range and selection of games on there. Like like you say, you've got Mirror's Edge, Bully, Brutal Legend. Yes. Um, yeah, a few, a few different ones. So awesome. Well, thank you uh, again for joining me. And uh, maybe we'll chat soon if you ever finish any of your other never-ending stories. Of course. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Hello and welcome to One For Me, One For You, the show where me and a guest pick a game for one another. That's a, that's a better introduction, I'd say. With me as uh, this time, I was going to say as always, not as always, just this time, it's Freem. How you doing? Today? literally been the first time. <laughs> I am doing quite like well. the first time. <laughs> it's a pleasure, uh, Vulgar. I, I, I don't think I've had the honor of uh, recording with you before, so this is, this is fun. This is a new treat. Yeah, this is it's unexplored territory. So uh, the rules are simple. We've each picked a game for one another. Uh, we've agreed to it, uh, but we're going to kind of go over a little bit of why we picked what we picked. Then there will be uh, an instant transmission for you. You guys will get to travel in time while this recording happens. Uh, and then we play the game and then report back with what we thought about them. Sound good? It sounds amazing. Sound good. Yeah, so uh, for you, this time, I picked a game that is currently on Game Pass, but I bought day one. Uh, I picked Superliminal. Mm -hmm. Do you know anything about Superliminal? So this is on my, when I saw it hit Game Pass, I immediately put it on my my hit list. Um, I will admit, though, that hit list typically only is active uh, in the two weeks before they leave Game Pass. So... Uh, absolutely wanted to play this thing. Knew very little about it. Still know very little about it. Uh, but, like, that forced perspective stuff was so intriguing. And I was like, oh, man, you could do so many cool things with this. And so, like, I went radio silent on it because I didn't want to poison any sort of uh, expectations going into it. I, I haven't even looked at the, the achievement list at all. Yeah, the achievement list, uh, there's only one that I'm like, oh, and that's that's... It's going to take some skill, but... I hear there's that, a speed run. There is a speed run. They've made it easier. Ooh. So it's it's not... Well, it's still... You still have to beat it in a half an hour. Okay. It's, I would say, doable if you practice to do it in that half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also added challenge mode, which basically just keeps track of a few stats, and you got to beat it in under those stats. Okay, gotcha. And have you but, completed this game? I have not full completed okay. it, but I've done 
a lot of it. It's beaten to my level of satisfaction. Sure, sure. Retirement age is what is how I call it. Yeah. Well, well, no, I don't go back through. I have one chapter to get some collectibles in. And if it shows back up on my RTDL, I'll go do it. Or if it leaves Game Pass or whatever, I, I'm just not in a big rush. The big experience for me is that first initial going in and solving the puzzles. Yeah. I actually did it on our Twitch uh, a while back. Okay. Well, like when it first dropped, I did this. So I am super stoked and I just want more people to play it and more people to talk about it. So uh, I look forward to it. You know, and it, it, I think too, because what, what I, especially with the Game Awards coming off at the Game Awards and seeing the, uh, the game Viewfinder, right? Viewfinder, Viewmaster, whatever that one was I, called. Um, very much get the same vibes where it's the, that one uses a photography, right? With the force perspective stuff. And this thing, as far as I can tell, uses objects and, and you can change the size by moving uh, your distance and spatial relationship to them. So I'm super excited and I love these types of, um, you know, physics-based puzzles. Um, I, I'm curious about the, the first person part of it. I mean, obviously that's how you have to do it, right? So you can do the perspective changes. Uh, but like, as much as I love Portal and stuff like back in the day, it was it was a, it was challenging for me because I'm just not amazing at first person shooters. Like eh, I'm okay, but um, that first person perspective sometimes that kind of messes me up, especially if there's any like height based things. Um, you know, so like if I have to look down at things or stay on a tight ledge, uh, I'm not great at those. So you'll you know when when we circle back at the magic of time travel i'll be interested to see how, how i react to anything that i see in this game yeah it's i i think you'll be fine but i i'm i'm not remembering anything that would trip any flags based on what you said um and it's it's a real breezy sort of playthrough at least the first time uh yeah just try to to go through it and then you know uh, chapter select and everything too. So if you're like, oh, I, the, Devin said there was collectibles. There are, but there's a chapter select, and it's one of the most forgiving sorts where it tells you if you've gotten all of the specific Ooh, collectibles. Love that in the chapter. It's so helpful. So, like, go in completely blind because uh, you'll have to play through a couple times anyway for a few of the achievements. Uh, well, just to get the speed run knowledge, Absolutely. if you wanted to go full completion route. So just go through, and we'll talk about it after you beat that game. Love it. Love it. So let me hit the ball back over in your court, and the game that I am sending your way is called Monster Sanctuary. Have you heard or seen anything about this uh, title? I think I've dove it. Okay. But that means very little. (laughs) It could just be a fever dream as far as your understanding. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've... Lots of things are on my tag. So I have, this is one of the rare titles that I actually have the stack on. I typically play once and don't bother kind of person, Uh, but I I enjoyed this so very much. It is, it's a mix of two fun genres in that I love my Metroidvanias, and I also love um, collection type games. Not the collection games you prefer. (laughs) The collection Uh-oh. games of such as hoarding animals or creatures and, and filling out a bestiary of sorts. Uh, and this game is very much that. It is a 2D uh, Pokemon meets Metroid. Um, and and the, the abilities therein to craft your team and, um, you know, on the, on the surface level with this, 
it's very much well you know if you, if you have any history with pokemon which you know you, you can fill me in on whether you do or not i don't but to me i look at pokemon and i think kids game now i granted if you get competitive i'm sure people will tell me how wrong i am but what i loved about monster sanctuary is on that surface level you're like oh cute little monsters this is fun whatever there is a surprisingly deep combat system here that you can really min-max and come up with some creative approaches. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think about at what point in the in the combat it's going to click, because it's not right away. So I'm curious to see your take on it as you go. But uh, what, what are you thinking? Um, well, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I like Pokemon. I liked Metroid, but not as much as other people like Metroid. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And, and to be fair, you know, the, the Metroid elements are, um, are slight, you know, there is that interconnected map. It looks very much like that, uh, you know, map to explore. You do get a double jump and a couple of abilities, but ultimately you're not as gated, uh, as you, as you are in other games, right? The, so- the double jump, the missile, the screw attack, the whatever, like, I think there's like four uh, movement things here. So it's not crazy. And really what helps you explore the world are these critters, these monsters that you recruit. So if you're good at collecting them, you can open up parts of the map pretty early. Okay. So like, okay. Yeah. So it's like bringing to mind some other things like uh, bug snacks. And uh, at least when you said uh, uh, Metroidvania with collection elements like that, Makes me think of Aria of Sorrow. If you've played Aria of Sorrow, the Castlevania, I have not, is... but I, I I know with what you're referencing. Okay, yeah. So I, I have beaten that one. Yeah, so 100%. I think uh, I I think you you might have a good time with it. it it's a reasonable completion. Um, there is a title update that came out earlier this year, so it kept popping up on my uh, 2022 Game of the Year list. Surprisingly. Um, fun addition to the game and it's like i said surprisingly deep uh for for what it looks like on the surface all right well yeah i'm excited to try it then and uh you will you go for super liminal i'll go for uh monster sanctuary uh and we'll talk about it here in a little bit but for the listeners that will be right now Oh my goodness. And I mean, you know, there was a speed run in Superliminal, but boy, that was fast. You know, time travel, it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, you know, I did play Superliminal, but I think we should start with the game that I asked you to play. And I want to preface this by saying uh, that after we committed to playing this, my first DM from you says, so... Don't hate me, but when does Monster Sanctuary pick up? That's uh, that's not a great sign, Bulger. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I I wasn't a fan of Monster Sanctuary very much at all. I did uh, two whole dungeons and an optional boss, and okay. and I found that uh, there were a couple things that stuck in Macraw. Or well, not stuck. Sure, it was very slow, uh, mm-hmm. and. The basis of comparison I have is Pokemon, and Pokemon yeah. is, well, no, Pokemon's 1v1 battles, and so it's a lot of, like, right. switching back and forth. This is 3v3s, um, and I found that that was, 
it just took forever and I was mostly just brute forcing because I could never find the right elemental combination to bring into my party to make things work. Sure. And who who did you start with? The wolf. Do you remember your, the wolf? Okay, the blue guy. The water um, wolf because I like water Pokemon. Okay. No, and that's totally, I mean, obviously the reason, so mine was the spectral toad. And the only reason I picked him because green is my favorite color. But as everything that now I've played through, it like the toad is probably the best starter because he's kind of like a paladin. He's a tank slash healer. And and that just, you know, then then you can include a bunch of glass cannons in your party. And it it helps those battles go, those basic battles go faster. Which I, I agree is a is a negative. Um, those basic battles can be extremely tedious, and until you get a critter, I think Sycophant is the first one that you know where you get your little buddy to run around with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sycophant lets you avoid all those battles. You can just you can just walk walk as much as you want um, without without triggering any any encounters, which is fantastic (laughs) yeah it was because i liked a lot of the ideas because i liked that you could have the different summons and they did things in the overworld uh i don't remember their names so i'm I'm not gonna okay i had a bird i liked the bird just to let Mm -hmm. me jump and like you could glide a little bit like he was a worse tails like from sonic the hedgehog (laughs) you just call him a pidgey that's fine Yeah, he's a pidgey he's a he's a pidgey the wolf could like slash stuff Yep. Um, I liked that. Well, and also, like, I wish the game would have handheld me a little, like, because at first it really handholds me, but the first thing was I was just like, okay, well, here's four starters, and, like, these are the different elements that they do. And I was like, yeah. hi, it's me, Vulgar. <laughs> what does that mean, though? Like, what do you, right. like, it's just like, you ever get dropped into something you... and you're just like, okay, well, here's five choices, and I'm like, can I get yep. like a And this is this is this is gonna set your tone for the rest of the game. Good luck. Yeah, like yeah. in a world you have no context for. Yeah, like what does that mean? Yeah. Like... That's totally fair. That is totally fair. And you know, it, it, if they all if they were just color variants or elemental variants, that would be one thing. But the fact that they all play differently, like if you picked that bird, that bird is like the epitome of a glass cannon and is probably the hardest one to start because it just dies all the time. And, and you try to single-handedly win all the battles with it. And it's like, if you were going to start with that, you might as well be hitting your head against the wall. Um, I don't know how the wolf plays so much, but it takes a while for your party to get rounded enough um, where you, you don't have to brute force everything. Um, and, and I think, and I'm not even sure you made it this far. Did you get to the ice area? No, I, the last thing I did was I beat, I got to the double jump area and I beat the boss of the double jump area. Is Is it the skeleton guy? That's a, (laughs) uh, yeah, I remember there's a robot and yeah, I, it was like the first real encounters with your Pokemon rival buddies. And then you. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it was like the first area. So you beat up the the guy's robot, and then you go down, yeah. and you have to do this this one dungeon. So that was the one. Du- so I guess I technically only did one dungeon with the double jump. Yeah. And then I got kind of lost. 
and I was like, I'm I'm over it. <laughs> I I that's fine. You know, and then I think I think what came is the Far Cry servers came back up, so it was yeah. like, well, that's kind of a more important <laughs> well, issue. Hey. I totally get it. Um, you know, so I'm not I'm trying to think of the the progression after that area because it's the the greens, the caves, the dungeon, and then I think you move to the ice area after that. And in the ice area, um the boss of the ice area is the first. Uh, it's a four-legged orca. Um, a forca. And it, yeah, <laughs> and that is the first boss that you cannot brute force. Like it will absolutely dominate you if you don't start mixing up your party and playing the elementals and figuring out how combat's supposed to be. Yeah, that was really that. That's the big wall in breaking through the combat barrier, um, and that's kind of where like. It is deep into the game. I mean, you've seen it. You've gone. You've gone that far. So if, if you're not if, if you're not digging it up until you know uh, until you get to that point, then once you hit that wall, I could easily see that being a hard stop for people because it is just attack, 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 and and just killing everything versus late game stuff. Um, so there's. You know, you you played the you, the basic battles three v three. There's the trainer battles, which you it sounds like you played one, which six v six. You know, only three out at a time, but you get to go through all six of your party. The boss encounters, which are three v one, and and so when you start to get to those boss encounters and figuring out your your three uh, your three critter combo, um. The buff, debuff, and multi-strike things that you start going, like when you try to get that achievement for getting 25 hit combos, that's when things start getting wild because you're putting bleed stacks and poison stacks and, you know, seven different debuffs on a guy, um, blinding them, tethering them. I mean, like, the little boxes above their heads get so convoluted because you have absolutely... uh, eliminated their ability to fight back effectively gets super fun because you know you you're just absolutely dominating them um and then you'll find a guy who does the same thing to you and you're like oh what the heck man now you need to rethink your your strategy to be able to clear buffs and debuffs off your team um and so that's when the combat really starts to take shape and become significantly more interesting i will say the story just whatever, take it or leave it. We've, you know, it's it's a means to an end. The other thing that I really liked about it um, is because I am a fan of the classic 2D Metroids. I liked the the map is very very akin to what the original Metroid is, and you know, kind of a hallmark of that genre with the color coded areas of the different uh, biomes and. You know, scouring that map, you know, if you're not using a walkthrough, scouring that map for anywhere that doesn't have a boundary. You're like, oh, oh, I can I can go there yet. I, you know, I haven't done that this this part. And uh, and then you're like, you see a little black square in the middle of a, a filled out dungeon. And you're like, well, there's clearly a secret there. So I got to figure out how to, you know, break down whatever wall uh, to get into that place. And, you know, getting the 100 percent map open that was fun for me and i and i did enjoy that quite a bit yeah there's i did like the map the map was really good there was like a couple of puzzles there's one puzzle in particular that annoyed me there was like so in one room there are three different like 
platforms with chains, and on the room above it, there's yep. three different switches, but you can't tell what the switches oh, yeah. do. And I'm like, this is obnoxious because it was it was a lot of me like, okay, I'm gonna flip this switch. What did that do? Let me run to this room, which goes down to the next room, and then over. Oh no, that didn't do it at all. And then like, I was like, can I have some sort of indication? I had to like, yeah, I had to look that up. Um, and then the other thing that I did want to bring up, because I felt like maybe I was doing this wrong. Um, so in normal Pokemon, which I believe you said you didn't play much normal Pokemon. Correct. The, I do have kids, though. So. Yeah, the way that you capture an animal is to beat it half to death, like within an yep. inch of its life. And then when it's barely conscious, you capture it. Right. Yep. As a throw a ball. At yeah, it. you throw a ball and then the ball wiggles and then like, hey, you got it. In, mm-hmm. in Monster Sanctuary, as far as I could tell, it was random chance if you caught the monster. Like, you had to beat it, it to death, and then it randomly dropped an egg, which may give, like... No, I mean, I just consider you murder the parents yeah, and steal, steal the, egg. the egg. Yeah, you... Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it... I mean, it is, it is random, but typically, when you fight a monster for the first... Uh, probably two or three times, you're. I think you're guaranteed an A. Okay. Um, there were very few instances where you would you. I you know I'd see a, a new creature and I wouldn't get an egg from that drop unless it just so happened it was a new biome and there were two different species in there. You'd only get one of those. Okay. Um, I didn't know the drop rates. And so I was really disheartened. I thought I'd just fight a new one and they'd give me the egg. And when I fought something and I didn't receive an egg, I got kind of like, okay, well, how many times do I have to fight things? To I mostly avoided combats aside from the boss because I was bored of the combat. And (laughs) and so, like, I guess this is causing, like, a big chain. But they'd be like, this is weak to fire. And I'm like, well, do we have any fire? And it'd be like, no. And I'd be like, well, who cares? Like, he's (laughs) – I was like, I need – Oh, I should have picked like I needed something like I. There's there's one critter. The Tengu is that red faced weirdo he, in the caves. Yeah. Like he's the fire guy, or or the caterpillar. Like he's the fire guy, and so you end up keeping him in your party for a long time, right? You you know once you get kind of the six main critters, it's a while before you even need to start branching out. Um, but what is is there a hundred and I don't remember what the the it's, bestiary yeah, has in a it. Yeah, uh, There's yeah. I rolled with Blob Herman, which is what I called it. He's a little blob. <laughs> yeah. And Pidgey and the wolf, and I caught mm-hmm. what appeared to be a manky, like a monk monkey. Yep. That yep. Fought. No, and yeah, well, and, and the nice thing about the monk. Zerker, that's it. Yeah. The, actually, the cat Zerker is good endgame stuff. Turns out. Uh, crazy crit damage at the end. Uh, there's a monk who has all three elements um, in the in the caves uh, in that second area. Um, he's he he gets a lot of play early on, just because that's exact same thing, right? You got to find an element that works because otherwise the battles just take forever. That's the problem, yeah. Because it was just like yeah. I. That's why I used those three specifically because they were at least different. And I was like, well, darn it, I picked this spectral wolf, or like, and he does something that just never seems to come up and i feel like i've messed yeah. up i'm behind the eight ball like i'm behind it because i've made the bad choice at the beginning that because they didn't yeah but yep. i mean you were doing the the not fun part of sisyphus 
<laughs> getting the ball up the hill. You know, you're 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 gonna go sledding. Mm-hmm. And you made it halfway up the hill, and you're like, this sucks. Even if I go down, I don't think I'm going to have fun. Uh, so, so you didn't get to the point where it was a possibility, but I'm not sure you would have been sold uh, with how deep you would have had to go. So so I'm, I'm sorry for making the pick. But, hey, you know, this um, is the that's the, the, the luck of the draw. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as far as the achievements go, they seemed fair. Uh, rough of the, I got five. Okay. I fought an optional boss because they're like, oh, here's a key. You might want to fight him. Uh, you can come back. And I was like, well, I'll fight him now, whatever. And I fought yeah. him. And uh, yeah, and then I fought that final boss. And I knew I was doing something wrong because he was four levels higher than me. And I had to throw all of the, like, the boss of the area. And I had to <laughs> yeah. throw, like, everything at it. It's just like, yeah. yep, here's a, here's a phoenix down. Get up. And then Blob Herman was healing his little heart out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, that's that's exactly right. Uh, so you didn't quite get uh, quite that deep. Um, should we move on to Superliminal? Is there anything else you want to say no, th- about Monster Sanctuary? No, I think Monster Sanctuary, I think, and, and don't take me being negative as like, it, it's just probably not my jam, but I think it yeah. could be someone else's jam. It's totally mine. So, you know, if, if, if people are hearing me and they want to get in-depth talk about the, the nuance of combat and there's stuff I didn't even mention to you because it's like, well, if you don't, if we're not, if we're not to step <laughs> yeah. one of the combat, I can't tell you about step four. Yeah. So, well, yeah, the combat um, counter was one too. Like I got a little bit into that, like the more damage that yep. you do, the like the more combo you do, the harder damage you do. But like, it was very hard to pull any of that off. Cause I got, I did Yeah. I didn't get that far, yep. but yeah, we can go to super liminal. It's, Super liminal. So I, I completed the game, uh, main story. It, you're right, it was pretty darn short. Um, this this game does an excellent job of ramping up concepts, right? Because each, it's what, nine chapters, mm-hmm. and they kind of introduce a new concept in each different chapter. Uh, First-person puzzle game. Uh, you know, and it's all about perspective. We we talked about that in the the uh, the intro. Um, and so basically, you know, whatever's the size of whatever you're holding in front of you, if you change how you're holding it or move your angle, um, and and drop it, it like you know the easiest thing is to make something big. You hold it above your head, drop it toward your face, and just keep catching it. And the thing, you know, your soda can turns into um a propane you know storage tank that you put out in front of your yard uh they get absolutely insane and so it was super cool going into it the whole concept of the game is um you know people getting in touch with right they they go to this clinic and they get put under into like this hypnotic you know sleep state and you enter this dream world um and, and, and it kind of helps you to open your mind and clear things up. And, and you start going through this. I mean, it's, it, it's very The Shining type hotel uh, it, it vibes at the beginning. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, but it's a nice little hotel or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, or well, you got the training area and then you move into the hotel. And, and at the end of the training area, you knock down a wall and you go behind the scenes and you're like, uh, this seems... I don't know if I'm supposed to be here and the music stops and it gets kind of creepy without the, without the music going. And you're like, 
well, I, I don't know. I don't know about this. And then, and then you, you kind of go through a door and you're back in the hotel and you're like, oh, there's the music. Okay. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Here we go. I guess solve another puzzle, whatever. And then it continues to devolve. And that is where, I mean, it gets absolutely wild. Um, early on, some of my favorite things, you can pretty much interact with everything. I like putting things into buckets and boxes. <laughs> it was just fun to like pick random crap up and just drop it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, because you could, whatever. It was fun. <laughs> There's a lot to play with, too. Like, you can. There really is. I wish you could throw. I wish there was a throw mechanic, but. Mm-hmm. Plenty of stuff you can do with making things giant um, and and goofing around with it. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, some of the first things you ever do is it's like, oh, here's a soda can. I want to make it a gigantic soda can. And, like, all the different dream. They play a lot with the different dream stuff and different themed yeah. stuff, like chess pieces and. Um, so, like that. that soda can, there is an achievement for getting the soda can to pop. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the hardest achievements for me to get. <laughs> I was like, kept putting it above my head and dropping it and like letting it hit the ground. I'd make it big. I'd let it drop. And I was like, I could not break that can to save my life. And then I was just goofing around in a hallway and it happened to drop and hit a pipe. And also, <laughs> I mean, scared the hell out of me because I wasn't paying attention. And it's just, I heard this bang and I'm, you know, looking around. Um, that was wild. So I played it. In the dark with headphones on, you know, it was late at night, and that, I mean, it's just how I normally game. And, you know, like I said, it gets kind of creepy. And, and one of my notes here is when you leave the, and you go behind the scenes, right, it's, you know, an industrial warehouse type atmosphere. And you go behind the scenes, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of shadow, right, that they, they play with. I mean, the lights, you know, they can only cover so, so much. Um, and I'm like, this would be a... I, I, I hate horror, but this would be an amazing survival horror game. And then I hit level four, Blackout. Yeah. And I'm like, no bueno. That <laughs> that scared the heck out of me. And I'm like, I know there's like no fail states in this game. I know I can't get killed, but why am I so scared? <laughs> I am terrified. They do such a great job of atmosphere in here. Yeah. And, you know, there's two uh, two or three jump scares where it's like, you, come on. Like, that was such a cheap... And, of course, you got my heart going. Yeah. I was freaking out. <laughs> and you're fine. There's nothing there. Yep. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing that's going to bother you. Um, you know, I, I played the whole thing without a guide. Uh, I did have to look up two solutions. I got stuck in two spots. Mm. Um, and so one of them... And, and this... I ended up spending a half hour on this puzzle. It was, uh, you enter this large room, and there's two open windows in the, in the top there. And, you know, it took me a while to find what you can interact with because you can't really do anything. And I saw the moon, and I was able to pluck the moon out of the sky. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, that, you know, that's clever. And so I brought the moon down, and you could see things on the top of it. Oh, if I make it big, I can, you know, it's got one of those boom boxes that, that can tell me some exposition here. And, and on there's a piece of cheese and a soda can and a block. And that was all I saw. And so I'm like, all right, well, let's get the cheese. And I can, I'm trying to go out the window, do this. Well, you know, there's a collectible up there. And I'm like, I can't, like, I can turn off these lights. And it, I, I could not figure it out for the life of me. And I kept walking around. And then I watched a video, and there's like, 
there's another thing on the moon. I was like, I, where did that even go? The door is on the moon. Um, completely lost it. I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to reload the checkpoint. And I was like, well, that was stupid. Glad I know that for my speed run if I ever choose to do that. And the other one that drove me nuts is the, uh, the cloning level. Was it a room with a big slope? And a fan. And a giant fan. <laughs> yes, it was. That's the one I got stuck with. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then once you I found was... the solution, it's just like, oh. I... Yep. Huh. Totally palm to the head. <laughs> You're like, that's. Of course it is. Gosh. Yeah. How much time did I spend trying to figure this thing out or, or trick the fan or try and, like, get the apples small enough to go under the fan or, you know. All these dumb things, and 100%, it was I, so simple. I was going to guess when you said you got stuck, I was like, that's the one place. Because, yeah, I played yeah. this, I believe I played this on our mixer when we had a mixer. Okay. If that t- like, And, yeah, I played through in, like, one sitting, and that was the one area that I had to, like, all right, chat, like, let's figure this out. I can't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, after Blackout was Dollhouse, that does a lot of fun that stuff with per- size and perception <laughs> changing. That was cool. I really like that one. And then, and then there was the Labyrinth level. Um, I'm not even sure I figured out how I got through that elevator maze. Like, I don't, like, I've kind of just brute forced it. Mm-hmm. And, and even, like, watching speed runs, like, I'm not sure what visual cues were supposed to, I mean, there was obviously the arrow, but how you got to that like i don't did you just run around until then it sh- happened to show up on one of them yes, like I, I don't that's the okay that's the the answer i believe is that if you run around then the arrow shows up and that tells you where you need to go and then from okay. there you just not listen and i'm trying to be as vague as possible so if people want to right. play they don't you right know. but like then you don't listen to the directions you try to go deeper yeah, yeah, that uh, that super messed me up because um, I got it. I, we're talking about the same point, and like you said, we'll be vague. I got it right the first two times mm-hmm. by accident, uh, you know, because I'm a I'm a 2D platformer guy. Obviously, you do the other thing, yeah. right? And so then when I did it the third time, I'm like, oh well, there's there's nothing over there. I might as well. And then it didn't work, and I'm like. Wait, what? And I did it over and over and over. And I'm like, I don't get it. What is happening here? Why? And then, I mean, I got stuck. I didn't have to look anything up, but I I could not for the life of me until I read those signs. And it was like, oh, that's how, oh, man. And that's, you know, overall, that's kind of what I really liked about this game um, is, and you know, during the credits or the, the epilogue, I guess, is probably a better when you when they give some exposition at the very end as you're going back through all of the the puzzles. Uh, you know, the comment is that you people are so afraid of failure that you never look for a new perspective. And obviously, you know, the whole purpose of this is what you see initially. You you have a reference, a very tangible understanding of what you're looking at. And then when you get up close or you shift or you move and it changes, your brain just shuts down (laughs) versus like, well, hold on. What if I, you know, and you start to really work through it. But that initial kind of like, 
absolute dashing of your expectations every single time. And they do it on so many beats. It just keeps happening. And you're like, how am I getting tricked all the time? You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's and it's a really wonderful experience when you get that solution. I mean, that's that's why people solve puzzles. They 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 try to get that little ping of uh, dopamine when you when you solve a puzzle correctly. And so it's like, you know, hey, I know where to go. There's the door. Wait a minute. That's a that's a you know, Wiley Coyote painted that on a wall. <laughs> I can't go through that. Um, boy, what do I do now? Oh, you yeah. know, and then it clicks. Yeah, they do that so many times where it's just like, oh, wait, what? And there's so many times when, like, if you watch the trailer for this game, and if you're interested, I recommend it. Like, some of the things they do, and you're like, oh, whoa. They do that consistently for the entire playthrough. And it's not yeah. a, it's it's not an incredibly long playthrough. I mean, the speedrun achievement is like tw- 30 minutes. So you 35 minutes is the uh, the super speed run. There is a one hour speed run as well. Um, and it is a tight 35. If you play through legitimately, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to. I think I will attempt it because if you watch the, in, in the solutions and it, absolutely play the game first before. Yeah, there's no reason you not to do any of that. Yeah. Right. You have to do. I mean. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy it one time. There's chapter select. Don't worry about it. But if you're going to commit to that speed run, watch some of the videos because there are two glitches that will shave off 10 minutes. Um, and, and so, like, world record with glitches, I think, are in that, well, at least the video was, like, 20 minutes mm-hmm. um, because you can bypass so much. But you do have to kind of, kind of wall clip for a couple of them. Um so obviously you don't want to do that because it's gonna it's gonna wreck the story. But if you're going for that achievement, it it seems kind of doable. Because even if you struggle at that, trying to get that thing to work for three four minutes, so probably fast. you're still you still got fifteen yeah. right. You got plenty to play with. So um, you know it's it 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 doesn't seem necessarily that obtuse. I will admit going through the collectibles guide, I would have never found no, most of that stuff. You never like. Having done, there's no yeah, way I had to. I went through it just for some achievements, and yeah, some of them are just so bizarre. Like you so would obtuse. never do Absolutely. that ever. Yeah, I th- I found I think two blueprints and one chess piece, and I I'd like to think I got most of the extinguishers and fire alarms, but they're all over the place. They're the, they're everywhere. <laughs> you, the you mean to even count them? <laughs> the game is sick with them. Thankfully, they do yeah. tell you if you've got all of them on the chapter select. They have a little icon. Okay, that's good. I haven't been to the the chapter select screen yet, so I'm not quite sure. And um, I managed to accidentally find a couple constellation rooms as well. That I never saw a single one of those, and so when I saw the achievement for that, I was like, "Well, what are these?" And I clicked on it, and I started watching some of the videos. And it's like I never. <laughs> never saw this like well, at all because well, like one of them is like there's an office area that's really reoccurring and it's yep. like you have to walk into the file cabinet like around the back right like you know like you would normally never do like walk behind right. a file cabinet uh yeah and i mean directly into the side of it <laughs> like it's not even you know like into th- yeah it's not even looking behind something. You literally just go Walk into... into the yeah, which it's an yeah. illusion. It looks like it's supposed to be the rest of the wall. Yeah, it's an... and that is. I mean, that's that. Well, they do that so many times. Of you know, you're looking at something, and 
you just keep going because there's a chance that you're just going to go right into it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that that's just a complete visual trick. Um, super cool. It is a, it was a super cool game. I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, I'm going to save the cleanup until, you know, for another time, hopefully, uh, maybe a, a month that I need a game with an S I got, you know, I got the S already this month, mm-hmm. uh, or when RTDL tells me to do that uh, or it leaves game pass. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I would also the challenge mode. If you haven't done that, that's also something that they added and that's something that, mm-hmm. um, I did one chapter in challenge mode, and it's 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 gonna be like it's doable with with a guide, but I don't know if I ever could because like I don't know if you checked that out. There's a couple things that I added. saw. I, I I mean I kind of want it, it's really number of interactions and what moves? What was the other? There's two. It's like yeah, it's like number of interact or, or like steps. I think it's or jumps. Ste- yeah, something like that. Like jumps. That's what it is. Yeah, like because there's some levels that you like. I had to like wedge a wheel of cheese in such a way that I could skip something like do without jumping or, um, well, I know there's one collectible that that's something like that took me forever to get. You had to make a wheel of cheese such that you could ramp a place that you're supposed to fall down. Um, yeah, weird stuff, really weird stuff, but it's super cool. And it's like you said, it's short, very manageable. And uh, and highly recommend playing it. Yeah, um, don't let the speed run you, turn you away from it. Like it, no, they've made it easier. I believe it used to be twenty five minutes, so it used to be like, Ooh, wow. it used to be or like it used to be a half hour, I think. Like which is that's right. very tight. Like that is an actual like, that's a legit attempt at a speed run is a half hour. Yeah. But now like yeah, that's that's leaderboard stuff. <laughs> yeah, like that's. Yeah, but even still, I would recommend it even without that. It's you know, even without those two speedrun achievements, totally doable. They've without those. Rest of it's just collectibles and playing through the game, and a developer yeah. developer commentary mode, which is super easy if you want to cheat or if you want to listen to the developer commentary, you can. I did totally cheat it, yep. and then I was like, <laughs> I want to hear what you know. Part of me was like, what do they say during chapter four? Because that scared the hell out of me, and I would love to hear you know their little take on. Which I, I might actually put that on when I do the collectible part of it. That's just to kind of hear the bits. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Because yeah, that's it. It was. Uh, I always like hearing some of those things. The different developer comment yeah. why they did what they did. Um, totally. Actually, I mean, I, so I I had played and it's it's going to end up being one of my white whales. But uh, dear Esther, I thought the director commentary stuff was more interesting than the game. Right. <laughs> like why they did. The- you know, like. Yeah. I very much enjoyed hearing their take on why they were doing what they were doing more so than the dumb story that they were trying to present. So, you know, sometimes it makes game better. Mark of the Ninja had a really great developer commentary section. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And that was, like, interactable. Like, you had, you know, you went and checked it mm-hmm. um, and, 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 you know, interfaced with it. And then Yeah, it was cool. Anyway. Yeah. Liked it. Thumbs up on Superliminal. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so... I think that's any other thoughts on that. I think that wraps up. No, this was fun. I liked, uh, I liked, I love this concept and I liked, uh, you know, having someone to, you know, carry out a conversation <laughs> here like, with on these games. Yeah. Even if, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't a, a, a nice knock out of the park. Well, but, I uh, mean, like I said, they can't all be, happen. That's just going to happen. Like, I'm not going to like everything. Even if it seems like a slam dunk, there's tons of games that are like that. So, totally, yeah. totally happens. But yeah, no, it, 
thanks so much, uh, Freem, for for joining me. And I really do appreciate that. If anybody listening would like to join in uh, and you are a patron, uh, hit me up on Discord. I would be happy to see if we can set something up for one for you, one for me. Uh, uh, Thanks again, Freem, for joining me. Uh, Sounds good, man. Yeah, and uh, have a good night. See you, everybody. Later. Hello, once again, AH101. This is Neo21, and this is the February Year of the Vayner Summary. To start off with a few milestone shout-outs, Alex RD hit second in global Vayner TA, but very shortly thereafter, he got passed up by Jay Huns, who took that second-place spot from him, and now is only about 1.5 thousand TA behind Mario in first place. So, got Jay Huns nipping at your heels. Uh, Alex also hit second in global Vayner gamer score and second in global Vayner achievements. Icefire TN hit top 200 in Vayner's played and top 20 in or sorry top 50 in Vayner gamer score. Jay Huns also hit top five in Vayner's played. Scarovese hit top 500 in Vayner achievements, and myself. I hit top 5 in US completed Vayners, top 20 in Vayner Global Gamer Score, and top 25 in Global Vayner TA, and I bumped Rocker Dude to 26th place, so right off the bottom of the top 25 spot. So we'll, uh, we've been fighting back and forth over the last couple months, so we'll see if he bumps me back to 26 again. Uh, Grime had a new title update, and the first and second completions of the game were to Alex and Jay Huns respectively. And then uh, a Trans Ruby was a recent release and Jay Huns was second to complete that game. So February Vayner of the Month was bl- rolled as Blasphemous and then we uh, had Infernax announced as leaving Game Pass so it became a Vayner of the Month as well. And Blasphemous had four completions in February, almost five. I was working on it, but I didn't get it finished until the 3rd of March, so didn't get it done in February. Um, but I did get Infernax done, as well as a lot of you. There were 16 total completions in February for Infernax, which is more than double the next highest month, which uh, was uh, last year. We had two separate months where Record of Lodos War had seven completions each, and we had 16 completions in Infernax this month, so quite the one-up. Um, there were 46 total completions in February, and that is a step up from the next highest, which was May of last year with 42 completions. So, way to start off this year strong. The mo- uh, the gamers with the most completions in February, Jay Huns with eight completions, EOJ and Scarvese were tied with four completions, and Alex had three completions. And also, uh, if you are interested in Journey to the Savage Planet, it is a game that a lot of us really like. I love the game. It had a series uh, XNS stack come out, and you get it for free if you have the original version, regardless of that being digital or physical. Um, I bought the physical version for science, and I had to email uh, 505 Games Support, and then they uh, had me take a picture of me holding my desk in front of my gamer tag, and then they sent me a code for the uh, Employee of the Month version, which is the series stack, which also 
provided me with the digital copy of the uh, X, X, uh, Xbox One stack. So now I know we, I don't even need the disc anymore. So, um, but if you buy it digitally, it was just on sale for twelve bucks. Um, so if you are looking for it, uh, maybe wait for it to go on sale again because that's uh, a really good deal. And with the Employee of the Month version just releasing, we already had quite a few completions with um, the third completion was Alex, the sixth completion was Scarvese, and the ninth completion was David Bodum. March Vayner of the Month is Moonscars, which also counts towards the March BCM Bounty Board, as does Ghost Song. On to the stats. Um, unsurprisingly, with the most TA for February was Jay Huns with 11,884 TA. EOJ was in second with 8,289, and Scar in third with 7,868. For gamer score, in first place was Jay Huns with 4,650. EOJ is second with 3,055, and third was Scar with 3,030. Just behind him by 25 points. Almost had second place there, Scar. For achievements, in first place was Jay Huns with a whopping 181. That's pretty impressive. Good job, dude. Uh, Alex with 106, and Scar with 97. And we had a little giveaway, and Mad Lefty won Gato Roboto after having to re-roll like four times because a bunch of people who won it already had it. So, um... There are four of you on the chopping block, which means you did not get an achievement in February, so make sure you get an achievement in March to stay fully active, and um, you can check the Discord post to find who you are, or you can look at the, um, the spreadsheet. I think it's on the VOTM uh, tab. It's got uh, those who are on the chopping block and those who are... Um, have tracking suspended so that does it for february so you guys knock some more completions out and um knock out some more vayner completions in march and i will talk to you at the end of the month all right later <laughs>